What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are taking you all the way until 10 o'clock on today's show. What did Houston head coach Dana Holgerson have to say about his team's upcoming matchup? with the Texas Longhorns, plus some Major League Baseball conversation. The Phillies route the Diamondbacks to go up 2-0 in the NLCS. And Game 3 of the ALCS between the Rangers and the Astros is tonight. Can the Astros get back in the series, or will the Rangers take the commanding 3-0 lead? We will preview that. We'll talk some NFL We've got a mid-season All-American list in college football, giving a Texas Longhorn some love. There's also a basketball scrimmage last night that I attended. We could talk about that as well. We are jam-packed on a Wednesday morning. We appreciate y'all spending some or all of your Wednesday with us. What's going on, Buck? I am doing fabulous, BK. How about yourself? I know you attended a little bit of this basketball scrimmage last night, and I know that ended up being a late night for you, but... Late nights are a part of your life, man. Yeah. Well, the scrimmage didn't go that long, but um, ended up getting some work done and taking care of a few things around the house last night. Plus, I mean, the Dallas Stars were playing in Vegas. Somebody had to watch that game. Until oh, hell yeah. Might as well be you, that's for sure. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. Watching Phillies get it done last night. Did you stay up to watch that? Oh, yeah. That was that was brutal. But, you know, I when it, once it got eight, I was gone. Yeah, I mean, 10 nothing the final score in Game 2 of the NLCS. And it was relatively close for a while, but uh, the D-Bags bullpen just couldn't do anything right last night. And the Phillies offense just dominating, especially at home. I mean, talk about the Rangers being 7-0 and in the playoffs oh, yeah. in the American League. The Phillies are, I think, 7-1 and in these playoffs in the National League, and their only loss – uh, came in heartbreaking fashion in game two in Atlanta where they had a lead late. They gave up a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning, and then you had that miraculous double play and uh, ended the game. That's the only game the Phillies have lost in these playoffs. So uh, as good as the Rangers have been in the AL, the Phillies have been just about as good in the National League, and they are a couple of wins away from getting back to the World Series for the second straight year. They're a problem. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry. They will not be playing the Astros because Sweep City is about to happen. Yeah, that's right. You like it. You love it. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. That's right. Don't no. worry. Don't, don't start feeling that way. Don't start feeling down on your luck. It's going to happen. Sweep City starts after, after this game. Why are you doing this, man? What? It's not hurting you. It's, it's you, helping you. You asked me how I was doing today. I told you I was good, and now four yeah. minutes in, I have to change my answer because of you. <laughs> oh, my God. You want you want that sweep city, don't you? Of course I do. There I just you want go. To win. I don't care if it's four, five, six, seven. I don't care how many games it takes. I just want <laughs> the Rangers to win this series. It's that simple. I don't think they're going to sweep because the Astros are really good. If Hey, let me tell you this. If they were playing the next two games – at Minute Maid Park, then I'd agree with you. It's going to be a sweep because the Astros can't win Jack, you know what, in Houston this year. But they have won a lot on the road, and they are six and one at Globe Life Field in Arlington this year. So who are they, who are they throwing up on the mound, up on the bump today? Christian Javier. 
is one of the best statistical playoff pitchers of all time. They'll shoot him up. Wow. Shoot him up with what? Who are they? Who's the Rangers throwing up there? Max Scherzer. Oh, the funny eyed guy. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. The guy with three different colored eyes. Did you know that? Who hasn't pitched in like six months? Uh, It hasn't been that long, but seems like it. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a minute. Yes. So, oh, are you backing off your sweep stance now that you know who's pitching tonight? Well, does he have like those funny eyes? Does he have like two left arms or something, maybe? He's got three eyes. He's got a blue eye, he's got a black eye, and he's got a brown eye. The old brown eye, huh? Don't forget about that. Everyone says he's got two different colored eyes, but he really has three. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see game three in Arlington tonight. Uh, I wonder how long of a leash Max Scherzer is going to have. This could turn into a little bit of a bullpen game, which is scary if you're a Rangers fan. The good news is they've got uh, all of their starters outside of Jacob DeGrom, who has been out for like six months. Uh, All of their starters are available. So Dane Dunning out of the pen, Andrew Heaney out of the pen, maybe John Gray out of the pen is an option if he isn't lined up to start game four tomorrow. Uh, We'll see how this thing works. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect from Max Scherzer. At times, he's been great. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players of this generation. Uh, We know what he's capable of, but he hasn't pitched in a while. Simulated games and batting practice, that ain't the same as postseason baseball going up against this Astros lineup. So it's a different animal for Max Scherzer and something that he hasn't done in a while. So uh, I think the Astros have the pitching edge tonight just because Christian Javier, once again, in the playoffs, is lights out. His first playoff start in the last round against Minnesota, five scoreless innings. Again, something like nine or ten strikeouts. He was really, really good against the Twins and what was a big game. I mean, that was a 1-1 series going to Minnesota, and Christian Javier shut the door on the Twins, and the Astros ended up winning both of those games at uh, Tarjay Field. Yeah, this is a huge game right here. Yeah. The Astros, this is a mu- – how about this is a must-win for the Astros. They can – they cannot, if they go down 3-0, you'll be starting to pat me on the back. You'll be – the fat lady will almost be singing then. Don't nah. say- well, yeah, she'll be – she'll almost be singing, but she won't be singing yet. She'll just be loosening up her throat, maybe. That's about it. <laughs> good, morning to the so- good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. We do appreciate it. Thank you very, very much, and please be safe out there. Weather, it's going to start to rise again. It's going to start to get a little bit warmer. Yesterday was absolutely gorgeous. What are you talking about? You don't do temperature. You said you only have sex with rain. What are you well, doing trying to be a full-fledged meteorologist? I'm just now? saying this. This is something I read about from other people in my field who are attempting oh. to be in my field. They're not really they're, – they're attempting to be in the field. You know what I'm saying? But as the week gets on, as we get into the weekend, it'll get a little bit warmer. Game time temperatures, hey, could be into the low 90s, high 80s. How's that sound? In Houston or in Austin? I'm worried about Austin. I don't do Houston weather, okay? I know the game's there, but I'm worried about the people here. We got F1 race coming up this weekend. It'll be hot out there at that track, although they're not going to be standing on the track, but still going to be warm there Saturday. Oh, of course it will be with all those people out there at Coda. Yeah, it will be toasty. And, yeah, nice nice bold call of you. Here's the Apple weather app literally telling you everything. I can't look at those things. Those things are – those are against my weather, my weatherology right there. You can't be looking at apps. 
Weatherology. We've got a new By word. By the way, we have an app that's working real well. There are others who have apps that are just shit. How's that? Yeah. I'll just put it <laughs> just quite frankly, it's shit. Oh, man. What a transition away from loosening up your throat. Don't think I forgot that. <laughs> Talking about a lady doing that usually has a different meaning, but hey. To each his or her own, I guess. And uh, how about Ruse Groofy growing with us this morning? Bucky's picking the Rangers. That's good. So the Astros are definitely winning now. Thanks, Buck. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. The Buck's kind of hot right now. So what do you mean? You're down 6,000 units. You're hot right now. You pick the Astros to win the series and they're down too low. You're hot right now. I haven't missed missed an individual series bet yet. I'm on fire this week. I've got, that's right. I got the Phillies. I've got the Rangers, and I'm still saying sweep for the Rangers. I don't know about them for the Phillies. You've got the Rangers. You had the Astros. Did you did you bet something different than what you said on the show? Yeah, I don't have to give the people everything all the time. It's just a call. <laughs> that's a tease. I just like to tease some of these guys. I know they'll go opposite of what I what I pick. Right now, they're losing. Right now, you want to get on? Do you want to get on board? Jump on board on the sweep wagon. Oh, my God. All right, so you're going with the Rangers tonight, and then you'll pick yes. the Rangers again tomorrow, huh? Oh, yes. Okay. Four-game sweep is the call now for Is Bavon. that possible? Is that possible with the Rangers? You know, like I said, their bats haven't had one of those innings. We haven't had one of those six-inning runs where the Rangers just go absolutely bonkers. This is a tough guy to get six runs against in an inning. Yeah. And but they, they, did been- get, they did get four in the first against Fromber, which in the playoffs against that guy is pretty good. So, that guy's right. been struggling. I mean, they, they led baseball in 10-run innings this year and, and 10-run games wow. this year. So they haven't had uh, one of those against Houston. They did have one of those against Baltimore. But, yeah, I mean, maybe the Rangers' offense is capable of doing more. But, uh, look, a sweep is absolutely possible. Am I predicting it? No, I think the Astros make this a series, and I definitely think this thing goes back to Houston for at least a game six. Hell, I mean – I brought up the 2019 World Series yesterday where the Nationals went into Houston, won the first two games, and then the series shifted to our nation's capital, and then the Astros won the next three games to take a 3-2 lead. Now, unfortunately for the Astros, they couldn't get the job done back at home, but uh, they've been in a spot like this. Hell, I think of the 2020 COVID ALCS. They were down 3-0 to the Rays, and that was obviously different. That was at a neutral site. I think it was in San Diego where they played that series. Uh, but the Astros ended up winning three in a row to force a game seven. The Rays ultimately won and went on to uh, play in the World Series instead of the Astros. But uh, basically my point is this is a resilient bunch. They've been that way throughout this sure. dynastic run that started in 2017. I would never, ever count the Astros out of any situation or any series. So, Well, they lose this one. They'll be circling the drain for sure. Yeah, yeah. If they lose this one, they're in some trouble. Um, but uh, I don't think they're losing this one. So, game three tonight in Arlington, Texas. Where's your Astros hat? You're not wearing your Stros hat today? No, not wearing the oh, Stros hat today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Oh, speaking of hats. Yes, hat sir. Today? Check that out. Uh, it's official, Buck. I probably should have tweeted something out about some big announcement. You are very Actually, busy last night. You are watching that round ball. Actually, you know what? I am going to tease. You taught me how to tease. Yes, sir. I've been teasing uh, the folks here for years, 24 years. Yeah, we've got uh, a cool thing to announce in regards to these hats a little bit later in today's show. Maybe uh, 9 o'clock? Sounds good. We talk talk some news about some Texas sports unfiltered gear. 
that may or may not be available to the public. I don't know. That's coming up. I can't wait till the Texas Unfiltered Lawn and Garden Gloves come out for the holidays. That is going to be a beauty. There you go. Maybe you won't have to fight with the ladies there on Black Friday any longer. Maybe we'll have some special gloves for you. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't sound right, does it? We're not making any lawn and or gardening gear here. Come on, man. But the bigger question that I have is people really fight for lawn and gardening gloves on Black Friday? Yeah, I've been in, I've been in, hey, those are my gloves before. Uh, on a on a Black Friday, yes, and I did get them. All right, I'm sending out the uh, announcement tweet. How long have you had your gardening gloves? Do you replace those every year, or is that like a one time purchase and you roll? No, no, no. I practice? have to get when it comes to gardening gloves. I have to. I go through about three a year because the dog happens to get to at least one or two pairs. I mean, you know your, that dog. Your, your dogs are ridiculous, man. Come on, man. They that eat. one's a baby. Yeah, he eats everything. Plastic, grass, dirt, shit, trash, everything. And then one of the other dogs just yaps nonstop. Oh, that would be Zach. He's yeah. just a little baby schnauzer. Yeah, well, he cries like a baby. That's yeah, he does. That thing is obnoxious. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you get your first pup there. Uh, I'm good. Are you, you sure? I'm good on that deal, man. <laughs> I'm good on that deal. All right, the tweet is out from at TS Unfiltered. Decent-sized announcement coming your way at 9 o'clock. That's literally right. what I tweeted, so I'm not going to uh, sell this thing as if it's a huge deal, right? No lineup announcement today, but exciting news in regards to uh, what we've got going on here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. All right, let's, uh, let's talk some Texas football, shall we? You got it. Uh, And we'll get back into the baseball. We'll get into the Texas basketball scrimmage that I was at last night. We've got some NFL stuff to talk about. Plenty to get And we got to talk about Jerry Jones was not happy with Mike McCarthy. He's he's letting him know that he thought he was a bit conservative the other night. Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay, we'll get to that a little bit later too. But uh, Texas and Houston coming up this Saturday, a 3 o'clock kickoff down at TDECU Stadium in H-Town. Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman on the call for that one. Does that mean anything to you, Buck? That means haters are out. Yeah. Trey hates Tim Brando. Oh. I mean, he wants – They both both hate Texas. Yeah. Trey wants to get Tim Brando on the show literally so he can tell him to F off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He wants it to be like a 30-second interview where, like, I reach out to Tim Brando and I'm like, hey, man, we, we, you know, cover Texas and – We've got this network, and we'd love to have you on the show to preview the game. And Tim Brando's like, yeah, no, I'd love to come on, of course. (laughs) Thanks for offering. And then Trey brings him on. I introduce him, and Trey's like, yeah, F you and F off. And that's the (laughs) end of the interview. Get off the air. That's how Trey feels about that guy. Uh, Not a big Brando fan. Not a big fan of that crew, but uh, that's what you've got if you won't be in the building in H-Town this weekend. But we've got a couple of cuts from Dana Holgerson. Texas fans, you remember him well. He was at West Virginia for a number of years and had uh, some success, unfortunately, against the Longhorns during his tenure in Morgantown. Well, he's been at Houston for the last few years. He had his game week press conference on Monday, and here were his opening comments about this Texas team that he'll be going up against this weekend. There's there's not enough time in this press conference to explain all the challenges that Texas brings. They're a complete team. Um, 
You know, they've had two weeks coming off a loss to Oklahoma. I can only imagine what their mindset is. Um, they've been dominant all season, um, but to have two weeks coming off that game, I'm sure they're they're going to be about as motivated as anybody in college football coming to Houston on on Saturday afternoon. So, um, you know, they're they're good everywhere. They're big everywhere. Um, they're talented everywhere. They're very deep. <laughs> it's it's you know so. You know, we'll be excited about about playing this game. We hadn't we hadn't played them in 20 years, and you know our our fan base obviously is going to be excited. Uh, it's going to be sold out. You know, haven't had a sellout here in a long time. Um, you know, and just the quality opponent coming in. I mean, they're good everywhere, and I mean everywhere. Um, on and they're good on all three sides. So there's it's it's it's, it's far and away our biggest challenge yet this year. Yeah, you can try to set that trap, but those springs are a little rusty there, Dana. Hmm. That's the, the, Nobody's buying all that. You know what? I understand what you see, but I know how you're coaching it right there. You're looking at different positions and going, oh, he's not that good. Nope, he didn't have a good game last week. Here's how we take advantage of those cats. I know all that coaching, all those little maneuvers that you're talking about. But he's right. They're, they're outmanned in mostly every position on the football field. But see. Well, that's nice to talk to the media that way, but I understand what he's saying behind closed doors. I know what you got to say. Yeah. I mean, you think he's going with the rat poison bit, right? Just trying to beef Texas up a little bit, hoping some of the Texas players hear that and they're like, ah, yeah, we, we can overlook Houston. They suck. They're not going to present a challenge. Their head coach is pumping us up a ton and he knows his team's got no shot against us. So we're good. You think maybe that's the strategy for Dana Holgerson? So when I've been in those rooms, I've been in those meetings when he's talking to his other coaches. I mean, it's – and I was at Illinois, and every time we played Ohio State, I was there for five years. We beat them five straight years. Ohio State never lost to Ohio State when I was at Illinois. But every time in those meetings, it was like, oh, my God, look at that guy. Oh, no, look at that one right there. And when they came off onto the field in the pregame warm-ups, BK, I look at the offensive line coach and say, you know what? I wonder if the stars are aligned the right way today because – there is no chance in hell that we can stop. See those three guys over there? We can't – hey, we can't stop one of them, much less stop the three of them together. Yeah. But we beat them every single year. I mean, you got to play it up. got to play it up for your, your – you got to play it up for your fans for sure or you'll get fired. You know what I mean? He's probably borderline as it is right now with Houston fans as it is. So yeah. he's got to play it up that we're playing against the, you know, the mighty – Dallas Cowboys of the, of, the, of the 70s and 60s. He's got to play it that way. Can't play it any other way. You know, right. you can't go in saying that, you know, we, we can't wait to play them. We're going to take care of them. You know, here's where they have some of their, you know, here's some of the, the, the faulty spot, spots about this Texas defense or this offense. He's doing it all the right way. And I applaud him for doing it. But he's out, man. He understands that. Yeah, he's not wrong about his praise of Texas, right? Texas is a no. very good football team, but Texas is also far and away the best team that Houston has gone up against. For sure. Year. I mean, they're a 3-3 three and three team right now, but here are the six games that uh, the Cougars have played this year. UTSA, at Rice, TCU, Sam Houston State, at Texas Tech, and West Virginia. Like, none of those teams have sniffed the top 25. Did that group lose to Texas Tech? Yeah, they got boat raced by Texas Tech. Come on, Texas Tech beat somebody badly? I think it was a three-touchdown margin of victory for Texas Tech in Lubbock. Wow. So, 
Yeah, you talk about Dana Holgerson's seat, and it was warm going into the year because they really, really underachieved last season. Uh, they won 12 games in 2021. They right. were picked to win the American last year, and I think they ended up finishing fourth. They went 7-5 and five in the regular season. They won a bowl game to get to eight wins, but it was a pretty massive underachievement uh, for Houston considering they had so many guys back from that 12-win team. They had Clayton Toon, their quarterback. They had Tank Dell, who's obviously having a great rookie year for the Texans and the NFL. Uh, they had a lot of talent on that team. They were expected to do great and they didn't get it done. Right. And also Houston just like they haven't recruited all that well either. I mean, they've got some dudes on their team. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's not uh, a bunch of scrubs that they've got, but like their recruiting rankings just haven't been great at all. And people have been getting mad at Dana for that too. So I say that to say his seat's warming up a little bit. The win against West Virginia helped a lot because if they had lost that game, then there would be more rumblings about Dana's future down in Houston. But uh, a win for him this Saturday would be massive to really quiet some people and get things back on track and prove to UH fans that well, he actually has a vision and he actually is building something that could be successful in the future. Yeah, a win for him would be massive, and a loss for Sark would be devastating. Devastating. Yeah, Just, just totally devastating. I don't care where they play this game at. It would be devastating to the Longhorn program. This would this would hurt you in recruiting in the in the Houston area, especially with Houston, you know, in the Big Twelve now. That that that's that would be a devastating loss. Hell, to me, a close game is almost a devastating loss with this group. I mean, it really, really is. You know, th this will be more of a home game for Texas than sure. the Oklahoma game was, right? Like, Absolutely. Like that. Obviously, the Cotton Bowl is fifty fifty, and it's a pretty dead even split every single year. But uh, I, I think there are going to be more Texas fans than Houston fans at TDECU oh, yeah. this Saturday. So, like, you can't use hostile environment as an no. excuse oh, in this one. No, that word can't even be said. It, I mean, if Sark is using, oh, the crowd will be behind them. It, no, the crowd be, will, will be with you in the Texas Longhorns on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, Texas has to win this one, right? Like, they're 23-point favorites. They're expected to win this one, and they're expected to win this one pretty handily. And I don't think there were any calls for – Sark to be fired after the loss to Oklahoma, right? No. I mean, people are obviously disappointed, but I think most Texas fans can realize that this thing is trending in the right direction and there has been a linear progression and this team's gotten better every year. And hey, this team still has the chance to do a lot of really, really good things in 2023. So it's all good. We believe in Sark. But yeah, if, uh, if things well, we go want to right. Say Sark is like after a big loss like this. Yeah. That they're coming yeah. off a, a very emotional football game. What does he do? How does he, how does he prepare his team? after a loss like that, being number three in the nation, now how do you come out? I mean, do you come out flat and, oh, you get it going in the fourth quarter the, or the end of the third quarter, or do you just come out like the dominating team that you're supposed to be and you take care of your business right from the start so that there is nothing in the fourth quarter that you have to worry about except for your next opponent and keeping guys healthy? Yeah, agreed. I mean, if things go awry this weekend, then the conversation definitely changes, but they're they're not going to go awry this weekend. Texas no. is that much better than Houston. But one more from Dana Holgerson here. Um, he praised Texas, obviously, in that first cut, saying Texas is a complete team and it's far and away the best team that uh, they've seen this season. Well, here's Dana Holgerson. These quotes made the rounds a couple of days ago, and I'm going to post the uh, video of Dana saying this a little bit later today on our social media accounts, but Dana Holgerson talking about the importance of this game and what he's heard from Houston fans about getting the opportunity 
to go up against Texas. Yeah, I've got a lot of comments. Just beat Texas. Don't care if you win any of them, but you got to win that one. You know, you can go one in eleven, and it's okay if you if you beat Texas. Well, beating Texas is going to be hard. We know that. Um, you know, I, it's good. It's good for you know for our fans. I mean, it's it's exciting for them. It's way more exciting for them than it is for me. Now, I have competed against these guys a lot over the years, you know, and they're they're in a different place now than when I would, went there in 2018 was the last time that I competed against these guys. And we came out of there with a win that day. But where they're at now is different. And he's right. They are different. It's a different football team he's playing against now. This is a complete team that's had now some years of recruiting, some years of the same coaching staff behind it, and some years of some four- and five-star football players on their team. This is totally different than a couple of years ago when, when Daniel was at West Virginia. This is not, this is not the same group. And it's, and it's nice, to, you know, and he's right. The fans, you better be saying the right things to the fans. You know, you, you've got to – I mean, you've got to talk about your successes against Texas. You can't be talking about your failures or your fan base. It's going to be like, well, why the hell should we even show up on Saturday? Why am I going to waste a nice Saturday in Houston to go see a slaughter? You know, you got to give them some hope. I don't want to give them any hope. I don't want to give Dana Hogerson or that Houston group any hope whatsoever. I don't want them thinking that they can go to battle with you with a four or five star player in the, in the Houston area. Yeah. I want to win all of those battles. Yeah. Well, you remember who else said something like that this year before a Texas game? It was uh, Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. Take a, oh. take a listen to this. No, I appreciate that. We are going to talk about that. You know, I think as an aside to that, but probably not an aside, is um, I can't tell you how many times um, this off season it's been, um, hey, Dave, just win one game, please. You know, and so that has been brought up to me multiple, multiple times. And so, um, you know, I can, I, I, I sense it and I know it and, um, you know, I'm I'm uh, blessed and more blessed to be able to do something about it. And so, but we're definitely going to talk about the history and just some of the bigger games in the past uh, because I think that's way important with something like this. Yeah, he was blessed to take that ass whooping and we took that lunch money. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, Dave Miranda yeah. said that leading up to the Texas Baylor game. Sorry about right? that, Dave. Oh. How, how so many Baylor fans were like, oh, just win one game, Dave. Win yeah, one oh. game. Beat Texas. You can go 1-11, but just get a win against the Longhorns. Well, how'd that work out for Baylor? Sorry about that. The bullies on the block took your lunch money. That's what happened. Yeah. Wow. Baylor didn't even score a touchdown in that game. 38-6, to of course, the final for Texas in Waco in the conference opener a couple of weeks back. Uh, so, interesting strategy by Dana Holgerson to, to use that. And Dana said – you know, he's talked some trash. I don't know if that's really trash talking what he said there, where he's like, oh, the fans have been saying, hey, just win one, just win one, beat Texas this year. He but should be saying, hey, fans, give me a, give me a, give me somebody else. Give me maybe that one against, I don't know, somebody else in in, in, in the Big 12, but not that group. Yeah. How about okay, just beat your one, but not them? How about just beat like Cincinnati? Yeah. There you go. You know, because we Houston and Cincinnati have played the last few years in the American, and they've struggled against Cincinnati. So how about, yeah. hey, just beat the Bearcats this year, huh? Yeah, and will you be happy with just that? How about not picking on the Longhorns? That's not a good move. Yeah, how about just beat Oklahoma State, okay? 
Can we just beat the mullet guy this year? <laughs> no, I, I've got the worst hair in the Big 12. Gundy's got the best hair in the Big 12. Can I just win that matchup? Is that okay for you people? Is that all right, you fans? You fans in the stands? I know yeah. you pay the tickets, but why pick on – why are we going to have to pick on those guys? They're the wrong ones. Find somebody else to pick on. Yeah, well, man, oh, man. We had – hey, we had a chance. We had Tech on the schedule. Why did we? Why did I choose that? Why did you fans choose that game oh, instead man. of this one? You know man. the answer to that. Everybody hates Texas, man. Like, uh, Texas is the biggest rival for a number of different schools out there. And I'm curious. Like, it's been a while since these two teams have played in football. But I wonder uh, if you asked – Houston fans who they hate the most it might be Texas and that's from history but it's also from Tom Herman which I guess is history at this point because he's history at Texas but like you know Houston fans were freaking pissed and they're still pissed that Tom Herman left Houston to take the job at Texas as if that was some sort of lateral move that he made like they're mad that Texas poached their guy and he was obviously doing great things at the University of Houston before he took the Texas job. still could have been there doing great things. Yep, and they're pissed at Texas, and they're pissed at Herman, and they just they still haven't let that go. Even though Herman did not do great in Austin, they're still mad that uh, Texas stole that dude from them. Maybe they're worried about Texas stealing Dana Hogerson. You don't have to worry about that, Cougs fans. No interest. No interest. But in the offseason – during uh, during an interview, uh, maybe this was during the season. I can't remember, but it was uh, I think Dana Holgerson's radio show down there in Houston. He basically said, "Quote: Those two schools are the specific reasons why we haven't been in the Big Twelve in the last twenty eight years." Talking about Texas and talking about Texas A and M. Screw them; they can go wherever they want. They don't want us, and we don't want them. So move on. End quote. So Dana yeah. dropped a screw them when talking about Texas a few weeks ago. So he's kind of adding a little bit of bulletin board material. If you want to call it that leading up to this game this weekend, he's not adding anything. They suck. Don't even try to, he didn't, don't even try to get that thing going, Dana, just go there, take your beating like Baylor took it and then just move on and try to find another team in the big 12. You may be able to beat, but not this Saturday. That's, that's trying to breathe some life while your guys are laying on the, on the ground, taking deep breaths. That's trying to go mouth to mouth and wake them up. I like it. I'm good. Yeah, I guess so. Gringo Horn, smash that thumbs button, thumbs up button. You there jabronis. you go. Well, I sound like a jabroni, right? You there. know what? I, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with Hoger Hoger Boom and trying to do what he's doing. I mean, you got to do something. Yeah. You can't just stand there and take a licking. I mean, that's that's not that's not what he wants to do for his team. So just talk about some of the some of the small victories you had. You know, in a quarter or five minutes in the second half or something. Do something to help your team out there. Can't just go in and say you can't be the you know the lamb to the slaughter. They're not gonna. He's not gonna do that. He's and you know you've gotten to know him. He's got he's got a kind of funny sense of humor. And I can tell that guy can be that dry humor can be pretty good. You know. Oh, he's, he's not Mike Leach. He's not Mike Leach. He's not gonna he's not gonna wow you like that. But he's got to have some wittiness about him. I mean, he's been he's been coaching for a long long time. Yeah, Dana Holgerson's a good dude, and he's funny as hell. Uh, I bet he is. He he drops some good one-liners at press conferences, and he's got that sarcastic humor that uh, will give uh, people. He's funnier stuff. than the commissioner of the league. Well, the bar's really low. That guy <laughs> talking about jabronis. That guy's the king jabroni. 
Brett, your mark. Sorry about your mark. You up there in Lubbock, Brett. Oh, really? They're struggling a bit, huh? That team sucks. But no, Dana Hogerson's a, a good dude. He's funny as hell. Uh, talked to him a few different times when I was in Houston. Hell, he listened to the show I was on a, a lot. He was really good friends with uh, one of the hosts on the morning show at the ESPN station down there in H-Town. Like, he's, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's funny. Uh, he he uh, has a good time, too. But you know, his, his, his team is overmatched and his seat is what it is. It's warming up a little bit down there at Houston. And yeah, I don't, it's, it's not going to matter this weekend. Yeah, Texas. it's, it's, it's about Texas worrying about Texas and, and taking care of their business with this group. I mean, you know, you can get overwhelmed by people talking about how you've got to come out in this game and what you have to do to Houston. You just play what you play the game that you were supposed to play a couple of weeks ago it's not the game. You can't get the game back once again. Now, I just said that, and I have to be careful about the way I say that, but play the game that people thought you should have played against Oklahoma and not make the mistakes, and then you go. But you don't get to get the, you don't get to get the win back from Oklahoma. You can play a perfect game against, you know, against Houston, but you don't get that Oklahoma score back. It's the same. In the scorebooks, it's going to be the same. You lost that football game, so you can't get that back. You can only think about what the future can be if you continue to take care of your own business. Yeah, yeah, that's enough motivation right there for Texas, isn't it? It's not just motivation for this Saturday. It's motivation right. for every Saturday until we get to the conference championship game right. in early December. Absolutely. Like, it's, If you want to play Oklahoma again, if you're so pissed off about that loss that's and you right. should be pissed off about that loss, then well, every, Saturday, every, every Saturday you should be that way from this point on until you play yeah. them again. Yeah, like here's how you get revenge. I mean, the goal going into the season was not to get revenge against Oklahoma. It was to win the Big 12 championship. Correct. Okay, well, how do you do that? You win these last six games. And then I'm sure the goal after that loss at the Cotton Bowl started to become, oh, we got to beat those guys, man. We need another shot at those guys so we can take them down. We know we're better than them, whatever. And they like, go day by day. BK, it's there. Were, yeah. Yeah, like that's uh, it should be a picture of Danny Stutzman in that horns down fake tattoo and that stupid ass texas fears oklahoma shirt in the locker room the head coach is wearing that's the one that needs to be up there is the head coach of oklahoma wearing that t-shirt yep. sporting that thing along with his player forget the player how about the coach sporting that look yeah make I mean, it a really. voodoo doll or make it a picture on a dartboard or put it on one of those little fake punching bag you know life-size guys you know what if, I'm I'm a texas, about? Yeah, if i'm a texas coach or player i don't need what daner hogerson to say I need that. That's the picture I need right there in my locker room that I got to come past that every day of the head coach of Oklahoma and their star linebacker wearing that gear. That's all I need. You don't even have to say anything about Houston. I'm going to take care of my business this week and make sure I don't make the same mistakes I made against Oklahoma. But I know I can't. The score won't change. If you beat the crap out of Houston, guess what? The score in Oklahoma still remains the same of what happened to you a couple of weeks ago, right? That doesn't change. Hey, just just uh, do what you did in the other conference games right do what you yeah. did in waco there that's you a, go that's the only road conference game texas has played into this point and they beat the brakes off of baylor Dude, uh, does dave aranda sound like he's trying to invite you to lunch when he starts to talk that that deal that you just played it's like uh can i invite you to lunch you know we're having a fine lunch over here at the door over here at the cafeteria would you like to join me well i appreciate that but <laughs> <laughs> that's what he basically said. I don't know if he does that every week, but the press conference for the Texas game, he basically answered or started his answer to every question by saying, I appreciate that. And then he would actually answer the question. So 
I appreciate you asking me that. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a tough one to listen to. Dana's got a little bit more yes. juice than Dave Aranda, yes. who uh, will put you to sleep if you are forced to listen to him for more than thirty seconds. I appreciate if you accepted my invitation to lunch. Yeah, on Tuesday, Coach. I was really. I was starting to nod off just uh, listening to that Aranda cut that we played a couple of minutes ago. I mean, that's that's a tough listen uh, for Texas. Man, Houston's offense has some juice, right? Yes. Donovan Smith, we know him well. He beat Texas last year. Uh, they've got some decent wide receivers. The run game is not great. I think they're 12th in the Big 12 out of 14 teams because that makes sense in terms of rushing yards per game. So that's not a major strength. No. But the quarterback can run. Like Oklahoma's running back run game was not a major strength. No, it was not. And Texas actually did a good job against the OU running backs. But obviously, Dylan Gabriel was able to pick up yards with his legs. So that's that's the test for Texas defensively, Buck. It's, you know, can they do a better job of containing Donovan Smith than they did Dylan Gabriel? How are you feeling about that? Well, I, I just know this. Before that game, I said Dylan Gabriel is going to be their leading rusher. They want him to be the leading rusher uh, for Oklahoma because if he is the leading rusher, they're going to be in the football game, and he was. And it wasn't like he had a bunch of yards. He just had a bunch of first down runs that that – that counted for something that added up for either a touchdown or put them in position to, you know, keep clock and keep possessions. This dude right here can do the same thing. I don't think he can overwhelm you with his run game because he still wants to throw. I mean, he still threw the ball against Texas for a bunch of yards in that game, but it's just the timely running. And when he does run, he now he will lower his shoulder too, because he's a big body. He's a two, what is he? 240, something like that. He can, he can take on that punishment. You should have punished Dylan Gabriel. It'll be hard to punish this dude. Yeah, 6'5", 230 is the oh. uh, list of height and weight for Donovan That'd be big Smith. enough. That's a yeah, big enough yeah. running back. Dylan Gabriel's like 5'10", 5'11", and not 290. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's uh, Donovan Smith can run you over, right? Like, Dylan Gabriel had some shiftiness. Yeah. He made the Texas defenders look lost a couple of times in space. Uh, Donovan Smith, hey, he's, he's an athlete, too. He's not just a big, burly dude who can't make you miss. But, uh, yeah, he is uh, a little bit tougher to bring yeah, down. Yeah, that dude falls forward for three or four. Yeah, we saw it last year. Like, Donovan Smith only had 40-something running yards uh, in Tech's win over Texas. But, man, he had a touchdown. He had a couple of fourth-down conversions with his yeah. legs. Had a couple of third-down conversions with his legs. Like, yeah, he had some pretty timely runs. And when he needed to scramble and make something happen, he was able to do that against this Texas defense. Yeah, and this defense is going to have to understand that this group is going to be a lot of fourth downs that they'll just go for. They, they, they're trying to win the game. They're not, they're, not, they're not worried about their stats nationally. They're trying to be in a game and trying to win a game. Dude's trying to keep his job and his coaching staff too. So there'll be a lot of chances taken. Believe me, with the, some of the speed that they have, believe me, there'll be double reverses double passes, things like that in order to keep them in the game at home, to keep yeah. their fans, you know, keep that keep that crowd kind of lively. This is where you go block a punt early and say, okay, we'll take let's take it out of your special teams right now. But it's not going to stop them from doing some of the things that they're going to try to do and confuse Texas and, and maybe try to finesse some, you know, some double reverses, things like that. You got to really your eyes have to be focused in on what you're doing here in this football game. Yeah, I think the two best first halves that Texas has played this year are the only two road games that they played this year, right? At Alabama yes. and then at Baylor. Like At Baylor, was uh, they scored 21 points in the second quarter, and that game was pretty much over at recess. So uh, do that. Like, take the crowd out of the game. You were hoping to punch Oklahoma in the mouth early. You didn't do that, but you did punch Alabama, and you did punch Baylor. 
pretty early in those two road games. So, yeah, look, there will be some Houston and, and, fans and, you know, there. BK, yeah, and BJ, you know, Alabama didn't want to be tricky. They weren't trying all these exotic deals against Texas no. because they didn't think they had to. No, 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 no. Maybe they should have, right? Yeah, no kidding. And they thought, uh, and understandably so, because they're Alabama, they've been able to out-athlete everybody right. for the last 15 years. They just kind of thought they could do that, and it didn't work. Uh, but, yeah, now Houston's going to pull out all the stops. I mean, the coach just told you it's the biggest game of the year for them. That's it's right. Like the one game, Dana Holgerson knows it. He's not going to say it, but he knows it. Like, if he wins this game, he's just bought himself another year. It, it's or really two. that simple. Uh, or two, right? It's really that simple. So, We've already seen that. I bring this up all the time, the Cliff Kingsbury game where he was at Texas Tech, the last game of the year. He was about to get fired in Tech or at Tech, and they win that game as like a touchdown underdog in Austin, and all of a sudden Cliff Kingsbury gets brought back for another year. Like that's that's Dana Holgerson realizes that his seat's warming up a little bit. He doesn't like it, and he, you know, he never thinks it's his fault. But uh he realizes that no, if he could find a way to win this game on Saturday, then he's gonna get Maybe another year, maybe another couple of years. I, I can't find, and I can't find a way they can win this game. I can't unless Texas totally goes there, and they feel sorry for this group, or 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 they wet themselves. They just have to, they just have to pee down their leg in order to lose this football game. And I and that, and it'll it'll take a lot because they can go. This group right here can score a lot of points in a quarter that I don't think Houston can score against Texas. They mm-hmm. they can Texas can score three four touchdowns in a quarter against Houston. I don't think Houston can do that. Even at their best, they can't do that. Right. I mean, Texas did some peeing down their leg against Oklahoma and yes. barely lost. Texas would have to, like, diarrhea down their leg. They'd have to go Delta Airlines, would they, really? Oh, we all have another airline story to get to. Oh, no, no. By the way, there's your tease right it's there. About it's about time. It's about time. The people are going, well, it's about time. Yeah. It's been yeah. too long. We, we need more uh, chaos on airplanes and in airports. So wow. shout out to uh, everybody who has been responsible for that over the last few months. Yeah. Thank but, you yeah, very like, much. Texas and, and Texas fans think that the Longhorns played a terrible game against Oklahoma. Texas can play that game that they played against oh, yeah. OU and still beat Houston by double digits. Sure. Now, will, will they cover the spread? Will they be able to bench some of their starters in the fourth quarter like they did in Waco? No, no, not if they turn it over three times, lose the turnover battle, three nothing, have nine penalties, and shoot themselves in the foot like they did at the Cotton Bowl. But right. like Oklahoma is just that much better than Houston to where, and Texas is that much better than Houston to where, like, okay, even if Texas does have some self-inflicted wounds, they're still going to be able to win this game. Now, yeah. if they do, if they double up the mistakes that they made against Oklahoma, then all of a sudden you're talking about an upset. But yes. I just think I, I think if Texas does anything close to what they did in weeks one through five, then uh, they're going to take I, care I, of business. I'm definitely buying what Sark said earlier in the week about how his team came back and focused on practice and and were looking just to get better. They under, understand the mistakes that they made against Oklahoma. They know they have to get off that hell. They got to go. You know, they'll probably take the bus, so they'll get off that bus. And they should be ready to go. This is a real business trip. Even though, once again, BK, like I said last week, a lot, I mean, two weeks ago, a lot of distractions going up into that area where a lot of kids are from, you know, with parents coming. There'll be distractions here, too, in the Houston area. Sure. A lot of kids on this football team from Houston. So there could be, you know, you take that bus trip down there, guys aren't focused, you know, families come to the hotel, you know, on a Friday night before you play on Saturday. A lot of things can get gone out of the, out of focus because it looked that way in the first quarter for the Texas team two weeks ago. It could you could have that happen to you 
playing Houston, not taking them serious, getting off the bus, worrying about how many tickets have to be available for my friends down in the Houston area. Your focus can go sideways on you right here. That's on, that's this time that will be on coaches and players alike. If that, that were to happen, that's everybody's fault. If that were to happen this week against this team, because they shouldn't be, this isn't Oklahoma that you're playing this week. Uh, are you worried about that turning into a loss or are you just worried about that? Maybe making the game closer than you would. No, like? I'm worried about that making your team look sloppy because you have others to play. That'll be a lot better than Houston. will. fair. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at too. Like, I, I just I, I don't see a scenario where Texas loses this game. But if they are sidetracked, if their focus is off, if there is a little bit of a hangover, which that'd be the longest hangover of all time. It's no been kid. two weeks since the uh, the loss. Uh, that's why I said I'm taking Sark at his word that his team is everything that he says they were when they came back to practice the other day. Yeah, but this is the easiest game the Longhorns have left. Like, not that the rest of the Big Twelve is all that good. It's not. Texas doesn't play any ranked teams. From here on out, they're going to be favored in every game, and they might be favored by more than a touchdown. Hell, they might be favored by double digits in every game sure. that they have. But Houston's bad. Like they're they're three and three. Their defense sucks. It's horrible. Everybody remembers the hail mary play that won them the game against West Virginia. Not a lot of people remember the fact that they had a 35-24 lead in the fourth quarter, and they allowed West Virginia to go 75 and 88 yards in like four combined minutes to come back and take a late lead in that game that required Houston to need that Hail Mary on the final play of the game. Like that defense uh, has been awful this year. They've been getting picked apart through the air. They've been getting ran over on the ground. Like their only solid defensive performances have come against like UTSA, who has not been very good this year. Right. uh, And against Sam Houston state, who's in its first year in FBS and Sam Houston state's 0 six this year. Like, those are two of Houston's wins. The third one, obviously, against West Virginia, but the defense sucked in that game. Like, the only two games where Houston's defense has looked coherent have been against UTSA and against Sam Houston State. I mean, Rice, yeah, you, you Rice go, put up 40 on them. Yes, yeah, you go you go into this game and you go your Mike McCarthy offense and power the ball and, you know, want to run and show that you can <laughs> – Will you stop comparing the cow uh, the Cowboys to the Longhorns? Will you stop comparing Sark to Mike McCarthy, please? I mean, we don't want take, that down here. Just go ahead and take that in and kick your little field goals before halftime and do those little fun things, you know, because the game gets a little little close. And, hey, all you're just trying to do is win. No, hell no. You take your run game and shove that right down their throats. No, you don't shove it anywhere else. Shove it down their throats. Run the ball down their throats. Let them understand what's going to happen to them early in the football game, no cutesy guy in motion over the top, single block out there. Let's get our guy going out in space. No, just power run them early in the football game and wear their ass out. Now you do whatever you need to do from that point on. Let me make sure I have this right. You shove it down their throat to loosen their throat. (laughs) And then you're also shoving it down there so you can wear their ass out. Oh, shit. Am I understanding correctly? You're yes, the coach you here. I'm just, I'm just the casual fan. Yeah, I'm the layman. Yes, yes casual fan. Yes. Yeah. Shove it down their throats early, so then you can wear their ass out later. How's that? Not hard great. to understand. Hard to get that. that vi- the- that's, you don't like the visual. It's going all the way through from the throat to the <laughs> to the ass. Mm. Oh it's man. Ridiculous. Interesting. All right, we've got to give some love to some sponsors, man. We've we've had some great conversation, of course, but uh, we got to shout out some of the great people who make these great conversations possible. Buck, I'll give you the first word today. 
Yeah, let me just say hello to Sue Patrick and the gang. Jay Willems over there since 1975. They got an incredible selection of Texas Longhorn apparel, which I got to get some stuff for your pops there. Collectibles, accessories, and even more. And they've got tons of Texas themed gifts. All the stuff for the holidays are out there for you right now. Wide variety of stuff for men and women's clothing. And they offer free shipping and on online orders over $49. They have free, of course, curbside pickup. And folks, parking, tons of parking there at 5222 Burnett Road. Go to suepatrick.com for more information. And, of course, Texas Orthopedics. Now, if you're seeking that patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, of course, trauma care, and joint replacement. Say hello to Dr. Danny and Chris Stockton once you're there. They're dedicated orthopedic specialists. They want you to have good health and, of course, that great quality of life. Visit TXOrtho.com for more information. Uh, how about this? Texas Orthopedic is the largest independent orthopedic group in the state of Texas. For more information, once again, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Sue Patrick. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. And shout out to one of our newest sponsors, our friends over at Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite pest control. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers. 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at Pest Wranglers. Is there a possibility that Olipop is starting to make my body feel good after two weeks ago when I was walking the parking lot of the fairgrounds for two hours and my back was killing me, you know, walking, you know, and keeping that, keeping all those sugary drinks away from me, like the Coca-Cola or the Fanta, uh, what is it, orange that I like and all that kind of stuff. Olipop, is there a possibility those ingredients there are making me feel a little bit better, a little bit quicker than I deserve, really? Absolutely. That's what Olipop's all about. It's a great tasting soda that's actually good for you. There you go. I love, look at him. It's actually good for you. It's healthy stuff. There yeah. you go. Sell it, man. I still can't figure it out because I hate healthy stuff. <laughs> I like Olipop. So there you go. It doesn't make sense. No, Olipop's great, man. It is good for you. Nine grams of fiber in every can. There are uh, prebiotics in every can that help with digestive health. Also helps with microbiome support. I don't know what that means, but I know that it's something I need. There you and go. The great news for me and for everybody is the fact that Olipop tastes great, right? It tastes just like Absolutely. the soda you grew up sipping. They've got a cola flavor, a root beer flavor, cream soda, lemon lime, Dr. Goodwin, which is their version of a Dr. Pepper, uh, and grape soda. I think grape is actually my favorite these days. That is my favorite. I have not done the root beer yet. I got to try that. Yeah, root beer is probably right there with grape is uh, my one and one A right now. Uh, but they've got some for everybody, man. The Buck's on board. I'm on board. Chip is on board. Uh, man, so many of you guys are on board as well. You guys and gals are on board as well. Yeah, Olipop gets you some. It's uh, at HEB, Target, Walmart, Costco, Whole Foods, wherever you get your groceries. Yeah, they've got it. Uh, they've got it all there. Make sure you like this video as well. Appreciate uh, those of you who are here. Appreciate those of you who are commenting. We uh, want you guys to get involved. And hey, if you're listening on the app, make sure you hit us up on the Cota text line. That's right, Circuit of the Americas this weekend. F1 yes, coming to town. Dakota text line 512-222-9328 if you want to chime in right there. 
Queen okay. out there, Queen and the Killers. Oh man, it's Circuit of the Americas. How about that? Yeah, I need to go to SentexTickets.com and buy some tickets. There's your Sentex ticket shout out today. If you're trying to get to F1 this weekend, trying to see Queen, trying to see the Killers, uh, go to Sentex. Uh, I had a girlfriend that looked like your boyfriend. That that is a catchy tune. I don't I don't get the words right, but you know I got the tune. You know what I'm saying? Somebody told me. Somebody told me that you had a girlfriend that looked like a boyfriend. Yep. That I hadn't. Wait. No. Somebody told me that you yeah, had a. See? Ah, shit. See? In this day and age, you can't. It's, it's, you, you can just mix them all up. You just throw them in a package and shake them. And whatever comes out, it's okay. I think it's and the I other way around. It. Somebody told me that you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. Wow. Is that Not what it confidential. is? I got potential. Russian or uh, Russian uh, round. I mean, what do they just make up lyrics these days? What the hell is that? I mean, that song's like 20 years old. Oh, it is? The killer's yeah. been around that long, huh? Yeah, maybe not Very 20, nice. but uh, it's it's been around a while. Yeah, the killers have been around for Very uh, nice. a, a while now. So uh, that'll be good. You know, Mr. Brightside, you heard that song before? No, no, no. I don't get into all the all the songs out there. Sorry. Now you didn't tell me who was your favorite this week down in ACL. Who, who, who did you go to? You know, my daughter has gone to ACL for years, but dude, if the red hot chili peppers don't show up, she doesn't go. Now she's now in her almost going towards her late thirties, but the chili peppers used to show up every year. I mean, they were just like a, a staple of ACL. I don't think, I think they're probably, they don't do that any longer. Had to all those concerts or they were there just a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, they don't go every year. I don't know if anybody goes every year, but uh, they were not there this year, no. And who did you like? Tell me tell me who you liked when you were there. Uh, Foo Fighters was my favorite band. I always liked was... the Food Fighters. The Food Fighters? Yeah, what are they? Is that like a cafeteria? When they food fight in the cafeteria? Is that yeah, what it's started it. from? They, they just bring up a bunch of different food items on stage. They throw it out? Just, they just start throwing it into the crowd, and then the crowd starts throwing it back and it I just like turns them. into I like a, the food fighters good stuff yeah that's man, good. i was never i was never part of a food fight growing up i'm so mad so disappointed because you would have eaten all the food no <laughs> i would have thrown a bunch of food what do you mean you would have thrown eaten some all the tacos food? at you you just picked them off the floor and started taco bell bags you just start picking it up and eating it i wish i had the cajones to be the guy who starts the food fight but that guy usually gets like kicked out of school everybody oh, yeah. else who participates gets like Detention, fine. Detention's cool. I wanted somebody else. I'm disappointed in my peers that they didn't start a uh, giant food fight because I would have loved to have been a part of that deal. I never, the only closest to a food fight I got is when I was hazed and I had to stick that banana in my tailpipe and walk through the line with my tray. And if the banana dropped out, I had to start all over again. That was, yes, that was my little Catholic school with the lunch lady and the lunch lady arms. Uh, yeah, the flabby arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, she like, was great. I had a great lunch lady. She was fabulous. But for my my freshman year, I had to stick that real real banana in my gray shorts in my in my rectal area and walk through the line with a tray. And I had to squeeze my cheeks. If that thing fell when I was ordering my food, guess what? I had to go and start all over again. That was hazing. We weren't trying to actually put bananas in gas tailpipes for real. I mean, the hazing that has been going on. That was just that was something that I partook in i didn't think it was anything wrong you know not a big deal not embarrassing enough i said yes no but didn't mean no i didn't say no i went along with and said okay you did what now say that again 
I took a banana skin on it, stuck it in between my cheeks and had to take my tray of food, order my food for lunch and make it through the lunch line without dropping the banana. I couldn't unsqueeze my cheeks. They had to stay. <laughs> Doesn't that sound what? like, that sounds like, okay. You put a banana in your ass uh, dude, every <laughs> day. No, not every day. No, it was one event. What is wrong with you? It wasn't what is wrong daily... with me? What is wrong with you? You put a banana a... in your ass. No, it wasn't a daily thing. It was just all the freshmen had to do it. And I no, no could have meant no, but I thought, that's not bad. Come on. <laughs> was this football? What was it, this? Football. It was football. It was for football at my Catholic <laughs> school. It was not – it wasn't uh, – you know, the same Catholic school, I couldn't get in the porta potty. I mean, into the bathroom. I had to use the porta potty 50 oh years God. later. Yeah. Before that, that was 50 years before that. They had, I had put a banana in my tailpipe and I didn't drop it. My cheeks were firm then. You know what I mean? You made it all the way through. Huh? You kept it in the entire time. I kept it in with a smile on my face. And I got my lunch. I was able to go over to the table, take the banana out, pass it to the next guy who had to do it, who dropped it. Whose cheeks couldn't hold it immediately. Oh, it was the same banana? Yes, it was. It had skin on it. What's wrong with you? It's not a peel banana. You keep asking me what's wrong with me when you're the one talking about a story how you put a banana in your ass that was in like ten other dudes' asses. How is this? What is wrong with me? What is it had wrong gray with you? Shorts on. It wasn't truly in my in my rectal area. It was in the area, but I had cloth in between. Okay, so like so your condom lady. You know, we didn't see the lady on the plane, you know. She would have been great with a banana right there, too, with her with her outfit on. She, I guarantee you she could have held that banana in there with no problems. Man. I, so, okay, so it wasn't – it was in between the shorts and, like, the boxers? No, dude, it was just gray shorts with a banana squeezed between my tailpipe. I, so I had to cheek it in there, and I had to go down with my lunch, getting my, my Jello pudding and everything else. Oh, you were getting the Bill Cosby Jello pudding pops? <laughs> <laughs> pudding pops. When I was ordering, yes. Dude, this is I've known you for what, 10 years? Like Yes. I, this is the first I've ever heard this story. Have you ever shared this before? I've shared that story before. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It was it was that was the form of hazing that you could do at Catholic school. Nobody was losing an eye or we weren't taking fingers or we weren't doing organ organ things in other orifices. We were just just a little old simple banana with the peel on it. Nothing bad. Everybody said just about yes. There was nobody going, no, no, no. That's too much for me to handle. I'll be scarred for life with that banana between my shorts. No. Oh, okay. I can't I can't tell. You keep changing up the story. Was it on the outside of your shorts or was it, was it on inside? the outside, BK? Yes. Okay. God bless. That's awesome, man. There was already a banana on the inside, but that one already the peel was already off of that. I just oh, you had two in your <laughs> rectum. <laughs> oh, you had no. two bananas shoved up there at the same time. That's impressive. Oh boy. Wow. Oh, I What's wrong with you? I didn't have the, I didn't want this to get out of hand, but I should have known. Oh. If I would mention the banana in the tailpipe, that would happen there. Oh my God, Northwestern man! No, no, it was a little, little Bethlehem Catholic high school, Catholic yeah. high school, Catholic, huh? Yeah, only nine hundred students. Period in the whole entire school, not in the class. Okay, was the uh, was the priest leading this tradition? As <laughs> our guy Glenn asks. No, no, 
I never got blessed before I went through the line. I just went through the line. God bless you. And I was one of the fortunate ones that could hold that banana in my tailpipe. How's that? Yeah, Is very that fortunate of you. <laughs> Does that sound worse? But did, So I guess you didn't get hazed as hard because you were able to keep the banana stuck up there? I was a victor. I was There was victory, that's right, for my tailpipe. You, you, <laughs> you were a victim, it sounds like. No. no. God. Oh, so you're, you're so proud. You're so proud that you're able to keep it tight and keep it in there, huh? You didn't yes. loosen the cheeks. So I, was it not, out. I was not very loose at that time. I was, yes, I at was very time, flexible. You've had, a few, you. you've had a few more in there that have no. loosened you up. See, no. Okay. All right. Uh, our guy Tom McKay on the Coda text line says, Bucky loves the anal. I knew this since he went for a follow-up colonoscopy. Is that true? No, no, You wanted no. to get a second opinion on the colonoscopy? No, dude. What is wrong? Why do you take – why do you people – why do you people take it to another level? Dr. Jellyfinger, did you ask for Charlie Strong with hey, a giant hey. finger to do your colonoscopy? Listen, man, you have a doctor's appointment today. Be very careful of yeah. how you speak. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm still too young. <laughs> You're never too young for that, my friend. Uh, haven't had it yet. I don't think it's happening today. I do have to. God, I haven't peed in like hours. I'm trying to hold it because of the urine test I've got to take. Once you go in there, believe me, you'll start. It'll it'll be automatic. Yeah. All right. We'll get. To, I teased an announcement at nine o'clock, so we'll get yeah. back into this and get back into sports. I promise. All right. uh, but hey, it is nine o'clock, and the uh, semi decent sized announcement. I think that's how I teased it on social media a while and it was ago. a semi-decent sized banana too i'll just say that gross <laughs> gross it's not a lineup announcement but it is the official announcement of our tsu merch store that's right a lot of you people have been asking me about these hats we've got a bunch of different color texas sports unfiltered hats to this point the only people who have had access to these hats are us at texas sports unfiltered but also our Patreon members, our paid subscribers over there on Patreon, uh, they've known about our merch store for a couple of days. They also have a discount code, too. Only they're Whoa. going to get it. Nobody else is going to get it. So if you want to get 15% off your purchase of uh, the Texas Sports Unfiltered hats, you've got to subscribe to our Patreon, where we also give you a bunch of great content and other goodies as well. But right now, it is live. The link is now in the video description below. It's part of Last Stand Hats, one of our great sponsors. It's their website, laststandhats.com. You just search Texas Sports Unfiltered, and boom, all the TSU hats are right there. Or once again, if you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the video description below, and it will take you right there to the brand-new Texas Sports Unfiltered merchandise store right there on laststandhats.com. Shout-out to our great partners at Last Stand Hats for making this possible and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for the continued support of Texas Sports Unfiltered. Once again, a lot of y'all have been texting and commenting and tweeting at me. Where can I get these hats? Well, here's your answer. It's now live, the TSU merch store. And, uh, yeah, the Patreon, it is a very nice $6.90 a month. A little 69 action in there. You get that 15% off code. You also get access to giveaways on this channel that the other people won't have access to. And right now we only have a few Patreon members, which means uh, you know, the chances to win something are pretty high if you are willing to join. So bonus content, Kevin and Harge did a great ALCS preview that only our Patreon members got access to. Uh, we'll continue to post bonus content there. 
but you also get the discount to the merch store and you also get access to giveaways that uh, nobody else will have access to. So we've got merch Rocky in the building, fire the cannon coming up from three to five today. It is Wednesday, but we've got uh, official TSU merch now that uh, you people can get in on. And yeah, the subscriber numbers continue to grow. We're getting closer and closer to 6,000. So we might have to do something there. Our next major giveaway is going to happen at 10 K. But uh, when we get to 6K, we might have to do something. Absolutely. For you no, people out there. No doubt about it. And thank you very, very much. And continue. Press that button. You know? Press that need- like button. Thumbs yeah. up. Thumbs up, for sure. Yeah, you, you're you all about the thumb up, aren't you, bud? No. <laughs> Here we go. No, no, no. Back to sports, young BK there. All Back right. to sports. Back to sports. Then we'll get into uh, my doctor adventure that I have coming up. And then also the uh, – New plane story that we have. Oh, you see, yeah. When you seek guidance about the doctors, I've been to plenty of them. Seek some guidance from me on how to handle it. Okay. You want to do that now? Yeah, you might as well understand. There's yes, I I came to to Texas throw over 30 years ago now. And the first week I got here, I got I got uh I had to get a you know the whoop whoop to check my prostate, and I had a female doctor. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She was relatively young, very, very nice lady. And uh, I remember her saying, saying just, you know, they had that cellophane, that cellophane wrap on the little table there, you know, the one that makes all the sounds and you go in the doctor's office. And she said, sit right there, just kind of take your pants down and turn sideways. Now I had my thumb in my mouth like a child. And she <laughs> And she said, she, she said, uh, she said, now you're going to feel some pressure here. And she said, it's going to make you feel like you're going to have to urinate, you know, when I do this. And I was like, let me tell you something. If you don't stick your finger in that Vaseline over there, I'm going to do more than urinate if you stick this finger where I think you're getting ready to put it. And so <laughs> I stuck my thumb in my mouth and there it was. That was the last time I had, that was the first and last time I had a female doctor do that. I know they're very professional, but I know, yeah, she did have gloves. She did use gloves. It was okay. <laughs> do, Thank God. Do any I, of them not use gloves? I, I don't know. You know, back in my day, back in the way back in the day, I don't know. I, they never went that way. I don't remember that direction. I just remember turn sideways and cough back in the day. You know, when the doctor, you get, you'd get that physical before football season and the doc, you drop those shorts, drop your shorts there, Mr. Rubar, and then you turn sideways and they grab you up under your up under your sack there. And they, you know, they do their feeling thing. I don't know if they could tell what was going on. And then they say cough. And then they give you the head shake. Yeah, you're okay. Move along. Next nuts. Next yeah. set of nuts. Here we go. I mean, <laughs> Next nuts. Next Let me go ahead and squeeze these. These nuts. These nuts. And then they'd go and you turn sideways and you'd cough. And that's just the way it was done. There was never any entrance back in the day. No. And, yeah. So you, I, don't, you don't have to get the colonoscopy when you're young, right? Yeah, well, this was just, you know, they check your prostate this way, BK, now. They still do that. They still go. They enter. Yeah. They enter, you know, the studio like I do every morning here. They enter no, the dragon. Don't make they, it sound like we do that, please. <laughs> I don't want the people to think that that's what's going on before we get started at 8 o'clock every day. You know, they, they, they there's an entry deal. I mean, you know, Dr. Jellyfinger, which that dude used jelly, thank goodness. She originally acted as if when I was sideways with my, you know, with my 
thumb in my mouth that she wasn't going to use use that. You know, I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, you've got to go ahead and and do something different than I think you're trying to do right there. I'm not, you know, walking around lubricated for you. So, and I've never been to a female since. I just, I, I don't know what it is. Just the thought of her maybe thinking so she could go in there dry. I was like, wow, that's not going to be that great. Now, Dr. Cool. Jellyfinger, I mean, he globbed it up. Bang, bang. But he came in there with speed. He <laughs> got, got a running start. He got a running start from the other side of the room. Boom. Boom. Oh, you, you, okay. How's that feel? Not great, Doc. Did you lose your hand in there? I mean, it was. It was a little bit different. So I don't know what you, I don't know what for you to expect, but this is a real physical you're getting today, correct? Yeah. Going to total men's shout out to them. Hey, go in there calm. Don't look, don't look nervous. Even though on your insides, you're shaking on the inside. Don't just go in there. Be very, very confident about what you want to have done and who you I don't want to have any of that done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confident in that. Now, I won't have to have that done, but I will have to do the cough nuts test. Uh, I assume. Yeah. I don't even know if they do that anymore. They may not. That may not be. That may not work anymore. I know, it may not even work then. It probably didn't even work. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just wanted to touch everyone's nuts, huh? <laughs> no. Come on. Listen, I I went to Dennis back in the in the sixties. They didn't use gloves back there. They just washed their hands and stuck their hands in your mouth. They, were, they didn't use gloves, huh. right? Dental care, unlike Dr. Eckert uses, obviously, in these days, they don't go, they don't enter your mouth without gloves in their hand. Back in the day, and there'll be those olds that listen to us and have seen us will say, yeah, they didn't use, they just washed their hands, BK, at the sink and came over and put their hands in your mouth barehanded. Oh, I'm talking hairy knuckles and all. Oh, God, <laughs> that is gross, dude. I still get tripped out when... Like chefs at restaurants are going raw dog, you know, <laughs> like you can't be gloveless Joe Jackson when you're cooking food. That to me is disgusting. Or no hair net. No, I nothing. Watch, like I watch, uh, I watch a ton of food network. I love Guy Fieri. I think you know that. And people who oh, follow sure. me know that like diners, drive-ins dives. That's maybe my favorite TV show ever. And yeah, like half the chefs are just raw dogging it, man. Like, it's gross. Like put put gloves on when you're touching my food, you know. But they've washed their hands. They're not. They yeah, haven't but gone they, you know they wash their hands at the start of a shift and maybe a couple of times throughout like an eight hour day. But they're not like after every time they touch a table or touch a spatula or touch a, a piece. I'm of thinking. Meat. I think there's a bell in the kitchens now that goes goes ding probably every fourteen or twelve minutes. That means okay, chefs, go wash your hands again. Even though you haven't left that kitchen area, yeah, I think right. there's a bell. I think there's a little bell back there. Yeah, you're saying that's the annoying ass beeping sound at McDonald's. <laughs> that's what no, that is. That's that the lady throwing the fries at you. Day. No, that's the guy out in the car throwing fries at the lady back into the window. That's what that beeping sound. That's him backing up the truck. That's what that is. Oh, hey, good luck today. I hope everything's good. Everything will. Oh no. <laughs> Ask and he shall receive. Oh my. Here, okay. Let me just turn around here and reach back there in one of my folds of my belly there, and come back with my piece. Well, you want to you want to play games? You want to play games? You like games? Ba bang 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 bang. Mf, that's what you get. Let me throwing fries back at me. 
Oh my god, yeah. Glenn says she went to go wash her hands before she pulled out her piece. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. God, oh, yeah. No. I don't know. I don't. Dude, I haven't gotten a physical in in a long time. So it's time, man. Yeah, you, it you've is. Been uh, some bad stuff. You putting some bad stuff in your body, except for the Olipop. You know, I don't see yeah. you talking. I don't see you talking about uh, Taco Bell as being. Oh, they've got seven hidden ingredients. Oh yeah, they got some hidden ingredients. All right. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't want to tell you about them. Uh, someone's secret sauce is. Oh yeah, there, man. <laughs> some secret sauce. Oh god. Wow. So that's coming up right after this show. Like I've had to use the bathroom because I've actually been at a doctor where I've just forgot that there's a urine test, and I just like went to the bathroom right before I left my house. And then, dude, it sucks when you don't have to go and you're there, and they're like, "Yeah, go pee in this cup," and I'm like, "I, I don't have to go," and you just. You just wait in there. You get away with that. I mean, every place I go, every test I go, if I just go to, to the doctor's office, to the dentist, it's like, hey, can you pee in this cup before you sit down in one of our chairs? What's that all about? Why am I constantly peeing in a cup for these people? I'm okay. They got to investigate, you know? I mean, they got what they, they, they got a, a, a service around the corner. They can say, hey, don't let him sit in this chair. Hey, don't let him put his hands on that. My goodness. They got Everything. someone they got someone who's got to drink it to make sure it's, uh, it tastes good. I think that's oh. what Tom Herman is doing these days. He's just oh analyzing goodness. people's uh, urine, you know, with the P chart that he's got. That dude isn't, that dude's coaching somewhere, isn't he? Yeah. Is that, uh, what, Florida Atlantic, I think? Yeah. He's doing, he's doing something. Yeah. I think he's at He's giving somebody right some bad toast at some school. Somebody's eating bad toast and somebody's getting a good chicken, you know? <laughs> uh, classic. Classic. All right. So there you go. There's some randomness there. Uh, Glenn asked where on last stand hats are these hats located? If you want to click the link below, it'll take you right there or just search Texas sports unfiltered on last stand hats. They've got a search bar at the top. Just search us and uh, boom, the hats will pop up. It's just one link, but you click that link and you'll have like 30 different styles that you can pick from. So uh, yeah, man, shout out to last. We, have all that good stuff. we got links and apps that actually work. You can actually hear us. What we and do, see man. us and buy stuff from us where other places you can say you can say you have an app but it has to work right in order for you you can say it everybody can have an app but not every app works yeah or you can actually hear what they're trying to do or yep. if you really don't want to hear what they're trying to do everybody can have an app everybody can have a podcast but it's got to be good our stuff is right, good. Man. at least we'd like to think okay uh let's talk uh some texas basketball I was at the orange-white scrimmage at Gregory Gym last night. Pretty cool event. A relatively packed house. It was open to anybody. I think it was free admission for everybody. A good amount of students showed up and a good amount of alumni showed up. This was our first look at the Texas basketball team going into the 2023-2024 season. And you might be like, well, why the hell are you guys talking about basketball, man? Well, Texas basketball is like two and a half weeks away. Like the, the actual season is right around the corner. Yeah, they've been and, practicing. Yep. Uh, of course, this team is coming off of an Elite Eight appearance. It was the most successful Texas basketball year in 15 years. And optimism is pretty high. The preseason poll came out earlier this week. Texas was ranked number 18 in the country. And the Longhorns lost a lot. A lot of people to replace, right? Timmy Allen's gone. Marcus Carr's gone. Serge Ibari Rice is gone. Christian Bishop is gone. Just to name a few. Uh, there are plenty of guys back. Brock Cunningham has returned for his 14th year in Austin. He's back. Tyrese Hunter's back. Uh, but Texas went to the portal hard this year to uh, replace some of the guys that they lost. 
from last year's Elite Eight squad. So that was pretty good showing. We'll play a, a little cut from Rodney Terry and then a cut from Dylan Mitchell, who is another one of those guys who was back from last year's team. Uh, here's Rodney Terry, a little post-game media availability from uh, the Orange-White scrimmage talking about what he expects from this team in 2023-24. You know, I like our team. I think when we get everybody put together here and, and as the season goes, we'll start one way, and by the end of the year, I think we'll be we'll be in pretty good shape. We're healthy, and we have everybody out there on the floor. So, you know, you're going to enjoy watching this, this team play. We're going to be athletic. We're going to be fast. You know, I think we're going to be able to protect the rim. We're going to have guards that can play at a high level. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about this season. So, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like the fact that he talks about we're going to be able to protect the rim. They've got some rim protectors now through the transfer portal. They, I mean, that you know, obviously Dylan Mitchell can get up there and protect the rim, and he can defend and do all these different types of things because he's such an athlete. But to have a couple big men, once Dylan DeSue, I, uh, once he gets healthier, because, I, man, one of the first things I would ask is, uh, how's he, how's he, did he play at all last night? How's he looking? What's the uh, prognosis for him in practice? Are they expecting yeah. him to get a lot of practice time before playing? So when Gustavo Fring, a.k.a. Rodney Terry, doesn't he look like Gus Fring from Breaking Bad? Yeah, oh, man, I love that. Uh, when he says that, like, it's usually coach speak when coaches are like, yeah, no, we're going to start one way and then we're going to get better as the season progresses. Like, that, that's true also. It's not just random BS being spewed by coaches everywhere. It's a real thing. Teams get better right. uh, as seasons go along. That's just how sports work. But – Rodney Terry's talking about that in terms of injuries because, yeah, Dylan DeSue was not a part of things last night. He was in street clothes. And Caden Shedrick, Texas's second-best big man, the transfer from Virginia, who's played pretty well there the last couple of years and has been a starter for Tony Bennett's squad, uh, he's also out coming back from an injury. So neither of those guys were playing last night. And Shedrick might be back by the start of the year. Right, Rodney Terry was pretty optimistic about Shedrick and said he's on the fast track to be back relatively soon. So we might see him uh, play, and as soon as he can play, he will be a starter for this Texas basketball team. Yep. But Dylan DeSue is not going to be ready by the start of the year. Um, he had surgery on that foot relatively late in the offseason. And if you're a Texas fan, you're thinking, well, why did he have the surgery so late? Right, Like he was hurt in the tournament. He missed that Elite Eight game sure. against Miami. Like, why Why didn't he have surgery then, or at least right after the season was over? Well, apparently, they couldn't figure out exactly what was wrong with the foot. And Dylan DeSue had to go to, like, three or four different doctors before somebody was finally able to diagnose the problem and be like, here's what's wrong, and here's what we need to do to fix it. And then once that happened, they were able to actually fix it, and he was able to undergo the surgery. Oh, they had but, to have surgery. did have to have surgery, though. Yeah, but the timeline was pushed back a little bit, so the recovery, obviously, has taken some time. And, uh, yeah, now Rodney Terry basically said that it's it's going to be a minute for Dylan DeSue and they're slow playing this thing. So if I had to guess, just based on people that I've talked to, maybe the start of conference play okay. is when we see Dylan DeSue again, uh, which, look, you'll, you'll take him whenever you can get him. Like, the good news is it doesn't sound like he's going to miss all of this season. And uh, conference play is more important than non-conference play. But, I mean, Texas has some big, big games in the non-con this year. Uh, they got to play at Marquette. They got to go up against Shaka Smart's team. And Marquette is a top five team in the country going into the year. So that's going to be a tough one. And then they've got uh, one of the invitationals at Madison Square Garden right around Thanksgiving where they might have to play UConn. Of course, the defending national champs 
who are also a top 10 team. Uh, they've got those two teams potentially on the schedule. They've got to play at Louisville, who you know was also awful last year, but Louisville is usually uh, a decent team. I think that might be at MSG actually as well. So some tough non-con games where Dylan DeSue might not be a part of things, which sucks because he might be Texas's best player. He's definitely Texas's best big man. But yeah, he's uh, he's not going to be a part of things. So with Rodney Terry's like, we'll look one way at the start of the year. We'll look like something different sure. later in the year. It has a lot to do with Dylan DeSue and Caden Shedrick, but mainly Dylan DeSue just not being ready to go. Yeah, that's tough. That's a, that's tough sledding. But as you said, people are just going to wonder why it took so long. I mean, I mean, you got to get a bunch of different opinions. You know, nobody wants to have surgery if you don't have to have surgery. So I, they probably had four or five different people that he got a chance to see. And then one guy settled that they all trusted and said, no, he needs to, to have this surgically repaired. So hopefully everything's all fixed up and he'll be ready to go. How about – Acemus yesterday was he okay or just was it I mean he's going to be he's going to be the primary guy for them I would think this season I mean he's had such he's had such a great career and now to come and play for the Longhorns uh, it'll take him a little way I mean once again as Rodney says the team's not going to be the same team three weeks into this even three weeks into the season as they are from the beginning of the season but how did he look is he pretty good ball handler last night yeah I mean Acemus didn't have a great night shooting he was two of nine from the floor but that guy's a stud. I mean, if you remember him, you should remember him from Oral Roberts for right. a few years. Um, some people call it anal Roberts. I think it's Oral Roberts. Uh, yeah, he was great. I mean, he was a part of that uh, ORU tournament team, the 15C that won mm -hmm. a couple of games. It was him and Kevin O'Banner, who, of course, spent the last couple of years at Texas Tech. Uh, but Max Aismas is a stud from the Dallas area. Uh, averaged, I think, 20-plus points per game in each of the last two years in college basketball. So, yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. Once again, not a great day shooting for him, but I'm not worried about uh, Aismas. I think he's going to be really, really good for this Texas team. I actually ran into him. I think I said this yesterday, but I ran into him at ACL over the weekend and chopped it up with him for a few minutes. Great kid out of the Dallas area, uh, a leader for this team already, and he can hoop. Did so, you work your NIL deal with him at all? No, 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 no. I, Come I, on I now. I don't have Texas booster NIL money, unfortunately. It'd be nice. Soon, soon. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, he and Tyrese Hunter, like that backcourt's going to be really good. I am a little worried yeah. about the on-ball defense for those two guys. They're great offensive players. Tyrese can be a really good defender when he wants to. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I think he sits, spins and uses more of his energy on the offensive end of the floor, which, okay, understandable. He's not If alone. he's hitting his shots, if he's, if he's playing well offensively, let yeah. him ride because – Sometimes those days are few and far between, you know, with him. You, you yeah. know, that can be hit and miss offensively with him. But he looked good last night. He's still a really, really good player. He was a big part of Texas' success last year. Uh, those two guys and Dylan DeSue, when he gets back, uh, that's those are your three best players for this team. How about team. Mitchell? Does Mitchell look like he had a little bit more of an offensive game going? Did they yeah. on that? Yeah, Mitchell was actually the leading scorer last night. He had 10 points, five of six from the floor. Hit a nice fadeaway jumper, too. Like, you know, last year – he shot the ball at a pretty high percentage, but that's because all of his shots were dunks. Uh, so he actually looks like he has added some semblance of an offensive game down there on the low block. I mean, he's not LaMarcus Aldridge or anything like that, uh, you know, where you can just throw the ball. Uh, or he can get his even, shot off. Or even Timmy Allen from last year, where it's just like, hey, man, you could throw the guy, the ball at the high post or on the low block, and he's going to get you two points. Like, he's not that polished or that developed yet, but compared to last year, yeah, a, a night and day right. difference from Dylan Mitchell – we got one cut for him before we uh, shift gears and, and go away from basketball. But, uh, yeah, Dylan Mitchell also met with the media after the orange-white scrimmage last night. By the way, 
the orange team beat the white team 34 to 23. If you care about that, it was two eight minute half. So a very, very abbreviated scrimmage. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if your cousin had any money on the orange white scrimmage buck. You think that was possible? No, it's not that, possible. That no. line wasn't there for the no. Texas preseason basketball scrimmage. Not there, not available. But here's Dylan Mitchell. Chip actually asked this question. Dylan Mitchell tested the waters for the NBA draft, put his name out there, when a par- uh, was a part of the combine, went through the pre-draft process before ultimately withdrawing his name and coming back to Texas. Chip asked him about what uh, he learned from that process this offseason. Uh, I, I learned a lot during that, that pre-draft process and what I need to get better at. And, you know, I had a lot of people in my ears telling me this, telling me that. I think the biggest thing is just I learned what I needed to work on. And I knew that, you know, the NBA is always going to be there. It's not going nowhere, but my main focus right now is winning a national championship at the University of Texas and growing as a player to help my team win. So I think my biggest thing was just the learning process that I went through, you know, during that process. Yeah, I mean, you had a, he had an opportunity to have people tell him what he really needs to work on in order to be successful at the next level. You know, go back to school, play another year, play another two years, whatever you have to do, this is what you need to, to, to be good at to survive in, in, in the NBA. Yep. Or, or wherever, in professional basketball. I could have told him. Any Texas fan could have told him what he needed to work on. Offense. Yeah. Your shot. Get one of those. That will help. And it looks better this year for Dylan Mitchell, who's going to need to be a bigger player for this team. I mean, he was sure. like the sixth or seventh option for this offense last year. And especially at the start of the year with the Sioux sideline, like Dylan Mitchell might be the third or fourth option for Texas on offense. So he's got to add a little bit more, but he did look good last year. Night. Well, right. we know he can jump and he can move and he can do all those things. He's athletic. Oh, so. man, he's, a, he's a freak athlete. And that kid, Kendall Weaver, one of the transfers. Yes. Dude, some of the dunks he was doing in warm-ups last night. I mean, off the glass, between the legs, 360s. Like, there's a college dunk contest. That guy needs to be a part of it. Like, he might be a better athlete than Dylan Mitchell which is insane because Dylan Mitchell is one of the best athletes in the country. But that Kendall Weaver kid, I think the UTA transfer, mm-hmm. uh, man, he's got some bounce. He's got some bounce. So, he, uh, yeah, he might put on a show a couple of different times. Right. It That's- sounds like this team can be um, incredible incredible on defense. They've got such athletes that, that really can guard. Well, I know it's about scoring, but can they guard? They look like they are athletic enough to really – to get on guys and, you know, you, you got to be able to defend too. I'm a little worried about the defense. Like once they get to Sue and Shedrick back, those guys are pretty good rim protectors. They right. can mask some of the perimeter deficiencies that this group might have. But yeah, once again, like Ace Smith and Hunter undersized, they're both like right, right. at six feet. So a uh, little worried about Texas's on ball perimeter defense. And once again, not having the last line of defense to start the year worries me a tad. But there are athletes on this team. Like, I can't disagree with you there. There are plenty of athletes on this team. They just don't and, have size. They're, yeah. You yeah, know. They don't, yeah, they don't have size to start the year. And Onyema, Zarek Onyema, they call him the Nigerian nightmare. Uh, he's big, dude. Another one of the transfers. He's going to have to play a lot early this season, and he's going to be that low-post defender that Texas needs while DeSue's out. So that dude uh, made a couple of things happen. He's got a little juice to his game. Um, but yeah, he's going to be called upon early to, uh, to make an impact for this Texas team just because they're a little bit shorthanded. Yeah. I mean, but as the season goes on, as, as Rodney says, if those guys start getting healthier, you know, they, you start weaving them into your, to your offense and your defense into your team and everybody starts to get used to each other. So the quicker, the better for those guys to heal up. So 
They need they, they need them like in a bad way. Yeah, in order to win, win, and sh- to get back to where you're trying to get to, you need those two guys. You're not going anywhere without those two big men. No, agreed. It's not going to happen for you. You're not big enough. Agreed. Quick text on the Coda text line. Quick text. Quick check of the Coda text line. 512-222-9328. Somebody asked, Buck, did you have to eat the banana after you put it in your rectal area? No, nothing went into my into my cavity. No, only that one cavity. It just hung in there, too. Just... We're just kind of hanging. I mean, I squeezed the cheeks. Dude, I was like 17, 18 years old. My cheeks were firm. I mean, I had, I didn't have that looseness at 68 I have now, but they were firm. I could keep a banana in there and walk at the same time. You know what I mean? A lot of people can't, you know, can't chew gum and walk, but I could keep a banana in my rectal area, you know, through a, through a, through a line with a tray. That wasn't hard to do. I don't know if you should be bragging about that. That I had sweet cheeks? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not something most people try to do in their lives. You know, it's like it's it's one thing if you brag need, about being able to... to try that. I need to get you a tray. No, what do you Let's mean? Do this live. We can do this live with you. And we can say hazing or not hazing. Is this hazing? Look at you. See the attitude you're already taking right now? You would say no means no. Is that no means no to you right there? I'm not putting a banana or anything in my rectum, dude. I already went through pledge ship once, and I sure as hell am not making myself a pledge in this company that I started. Well, I mean, it's not a big deal. It should be you. All the people I hired should have to do that type of stuff. Well, that's not. See, that's this is now you're going age discrimination. What are you like the other place I worked for or something? Age discrimination. What, I mean, really? Am I? Am I too? I mean, I don't want to stick. I can't be. You know, first of all, a tray, a banana in the ass, and just barely and walking. I mean, I know I go to fall school, school, but I don't want to fall and actually have that banana just insert oh. itself into me. Oh, <laughs> I'm just God. trying to, I'm just trying to help out. Trey would do, my doc would do that because you know he is a volleyball player. Oh, oh, you're saying he'd stick a banana up his tailpipe? Well, he can, and and he'll be able to hold it. He can hold, it, just take a deep breath in, and walk through the line, get his Jello pops and all this other stuff, Jello oh. pudding. Not a problem for him. Too many distractions in my mind to try to do the whole thing. I'd be thinking about how the banana is squeezed in there. I shouldn't do this. Maybe somebody's going to see this. It's going to get out through the world. I mean, no, see, I too many things in my head. Trey, there's nothing in his head. So there's there won't be any problems for him sticking a banana in his rear end. You know what I mean? No, no, there's not a lot going on in Trey's dome. That's for damn sure. We've known that for years. Uh, another text. Somebody asked, "How do I know if I won anything for the five thousand subscriber giveaway?" Uh, go Did check. Did you not the video. get in touch with those people yet? Everybody. I mean, I left a comment on every single person who won. So yeah, go check that video and see if you won. Uh, only about half the folks have replied and gotten back to me. I've sent out those prizes to everybody who has. Hey, more stuff to give away. I know. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. So uh, go check the five thousand sub video and. If you uh, have a comment by your comment from us, then that's how you know that you have won. The comment should be that piece of shit randomizer of yours doesn't work. That's what it should be. It works, man. It works. That thing doesn't work. People just didn't check the video or didn't have their notifications on. Like They got a notification saying that they won. But it didn't, uh, I guess not everybody checked. So we'll, we'll get those prizes out, though. There you we'll go. find a way to make it happen. All right, some love to some sponsors before we get back into some Texas football. We've got a uh, mid-season All-America team from ESPN that does feature 
a Texas Longhorn. We'll tell you who that is and debate whether or not somebody else from UT should have been a part of that list. How about a word, though, for our friends out at Covert BK, Buck? We love those folks out there, and we will be there on Saturday for our pregame show, as a matter of fact, out at Covert BK. And, uh, folks, listen, it is we've got some wonderful things that are about to happen up there, especially for our next couple of home games, and you want to be a part of that. Don't forget Ricky Williams, November 3rd. He will be joining us there on Friday for our meet and greet at noon. Love to have Ricky. It's the celebration of his 25th year of the Heisman Trophy. Damn, am I old. That's been a long, long time ago for sure. But Covert BK, they've been doing it since 1909. The Covert family's been selling cars and trucks in Central Texas. There's also a Covert Ford and Chevy in Hutto and Covert Ford and Lincoln in Austin. Now, the 42 beautiful acres out there in BKs, that has seven different brands, Buicks, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. They're all await you. For more information, go to covertbcave.com for more information about the great sales that they have out there because these aren't monthly sales. These are weekly sales. And while you're there, say hello to Dan Covert, say hello to Jerome, say hello to Stacy, and, of course, the GM Mike out there. They love you. Believe me. They'd love to see you. They've got plenty of plenty of stock for you out there uh, on those 42 acres. There's not a bare spot out there, believe me. The car and truck that you're looking for, they've got it just for you. And also the sales department and the service department, nobody's better than they are. And nobody beats a Cobra deal. Not now, not ever. Dan's a TV star these days too, man. Dude, he's on he's on the late Travis broadcast. He and his wife, they're everywhere, those folks. Believe uh-huh. me. I've seen them uh, watching the Rangers and the Astros in this ALCS. They've got some commercials nice. on TV too. So yeah, they're the best. Great people, and they will take care of you and put you in a newer pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Also, shout out to our friends at GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. You see that doggo above the buck's head? You're not getting the dog from Great Blue Heron Furniture. I can use another dog. No, you don't need another dog, please. But the couch, that's what you could use. Yes, indeed. This stuff is gorgeous. Great Blue Heron Furniture a custom leather furniture company that's been around since 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. So if you're looking for that old-school Western-style look, they've got tons of different fabrics, too. I mean, ostrich, crocodile, uh, cowhide. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of stuff that they have. And this furniture is beautiful. Couches, recliners, chairs, bar stools, ottomans, headboards, whatever. They've got it all. If you want to spice up your home, maybe a vacation home, then uh, get you a piece from greatblueheronfurniture.com. And it's not just the looks. This stuff is comfortable, right? What's a what's a good recliner if it's not comfortable to sit in? Well, That's right. Or really sleep in. Or sleep in. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, and also, it's built to last, too. Great Blue Heron Furniture is not built just to last for years. It's built to last for decades. I am telling you all, you cannot find, and you will not find, more stylish, more comfortable, and more well-built furniture anywhere in the entire universe greatblueheronfurniture.com there's a link in the video description below that will actually take you to our texas sports unfiltered collection and hey we've got a promo code if you use the code hook'em at checkout you're going to get 15 percent off your purchase over there greatblueheronfurniture.com i want to say a quick hello to our friends over relax the back heal work smarter sleep reimagine recover overnight rest with restorative sleep all you have to do is go to relax the back. I've been with those folks for over 20 years now, and my back can't feel any better. I mean, it's just absolutely you got a bad thoracic back. So if you got lumbar problems, shoulder problems, thoracic problems, hip problems, you want to go to the folks at relax the back. And they've got pillows for you, stand-up desks. 
recliners, anything that you need to make you comfortable. Folks, two locations in Bee Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live yes, pain-free indeed. like the buck, but relax the back. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, Bucky. We've got a college football midseason All-America team. We are at the halfway point of the college football year. Of course, the Longhorns have played six of their 12 regular season games. So this is fitting that this uh, article is coming out right now. Chris Lowe at ESPN put together his midseason list for All-Americans. And there is one Texas Longhorn who made the cut. Care to take a guess on who that is? Well, if it's not the if it's not the left tackle, then it's got to be the running back who's one of the best in the nation. I, I've I've got to believe he's in the top two or three running backs in this country right now. The way he's been playing, and uh, he, he's really he's really proven that this you know the, the the legacy of Texas running backs still lives on, and he is playing like one of them right now. So I got to believe it's Mr. Brooks. I think. He's probably the guy if it's not the left tackle. Yep, it is Jonathan Brooks. Good call on that one. He leads all Power 5 players with 121 rushing yards per game, which is incredible considering that he wasn't the starter for the first two games this season. How do they figure that out? How is that possible? Well, you had to see. You had to prove it to him, and I think he's proven it to he's proven it to the people. I think he's proven it to his football team and his coaches, as a matter of fact. No doubt about that. Averaging 6.7 yards per carry. He's got at least 100 yards in each of his last four games. He's tied for fifth in terms of explosive runs of 30 yards or more. He's also in the top three in terms of yards after a contact. I mean, every number that you look at yep. tells you everything you need to know. Hell, you just watch Jonathan Brooks, and that will tell you everything you need to know. But uh, this guy is absolutely getting it done, and he is well worthy of a spot on this midseason All-America team, and he's in the Doak Walker conversation. I don't know if oh, he's the favorite sure. right now. Uh, estimate at Notre Dame's really good. The kid at Kentucky's having a really good year. There are a few other running backs around the country who are very good, but Jonathan Brooks could <laughs> absolutely be in the mix to win the award for the best running back in the country. Oh, he's going to be in the top two for sure. The kid from Notre Dame will probably be num- number one. The kid at Kentucky, they'll lose too many games, BK. That's going to hurt him. And, of course, in the SEC, they're going to get fired up you know, defenses against that young guy. But Jonathan Brooks is either one or two for me right now. You know, I, I, don't, I don't take him down a list and say, is he four, is he five? And even as, as much as I like the kid from Kentucky, Jonathan Brooks is better than the kid yeah. from Kentucky. And Estimate is just a beast. He's just such a monster right now. And Notre Dame has that offensive line that, you know, and plus they're going to have the schedule that's – I mean, he's going to have the numbers and they're going to have the schedule. And so is Jonathan Brooks. This is going to be a battle to see who wins that award, the Doug Walker. Yep. Jonathan Brooks is ninth in the country in terms of rushing yards, mm-hmm. total rushing yards, but he's only played six games. Everybody ahead of him has played at least seven games. And, hell, most of the people directly behind sure. Jonathan Brooks have also played seven or eight games. Estime has already played eight games. Right. He's fourth in the country in rushing. Uh, the kid out of Troy, Vidal, is number one in running yards right now in college football. But how about this stat? I saw this yesterday. First six games last year. Through six games, Bijan Robinson had 696 total yards and 11 touchdowns. This year, Jonathan Brooks, through six games, 847 total yards and seven touchdowns. So, Bijan had him on the touchdowns, but yeah, Jonathan Brooks, 847 total yards through six weeks. Bijan last year, think about how damn good Bijan was last year. And every you know what year. that tells me more of? 
wow, did you waste a, a great player's year last year? Yeah. I know he got drafted where you need to, but for your football team, I think you wasted that guy last year. There was yep. a lot more you could have got out of B. John Robinson uh, for the University of Texas last year. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he was still, I think, top five or six in the country. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. But, yeah, you, you feel like uh, he could have been number one on that list. And uh, you feel like Texas maybe would have won a couple of those games that they lost. All of the losses last year were one-score games. So, yeah, John got the ball a few more times. Texas wins nine or ten instead of just the eight that they did. So now you're at the midway point. Don't let it happen again because you've got one of the top one or two in the nation right now. Again, yeah. you already know what you have. He's getting ready to make an All-American team halfway during the season. There's no excuse. You know what you have. Yep. You know, you got to saddle him up and go. Yeah, and Houston is not good anywhere defensively, but no. I think they've given up more than 200 rushing yards in three games already this season. So, uh, yeah, Houston's defense is really bad. They are vulnerable to everything. But, yeah, this could be another really, really good day. Forget 100 yeah, you make yards. Sure you, make sure you win the game. He gets his yards. You don't, yeah. you don't have to give him 40 carries just to prove and and make it so that he has numbers because he wins the Doak Walker. You want to win the football game, but he can carry the ball 20-some times and then get him out. Now you can put your freshman that you've been trying to get in front of him since the beginning of time. You know, now you can get him in there so he can get some some real-life play against yeah. you know against college competition. I mean, I, get, I, I saw the freshman in the game against Oklahoma, and I'm going, wait a minute. You can't be giving him carries that this guy right here, there's a possibility of him breaking, you know, just to – I mean, this wasn't giving him a blow. That kid wasn't tired two weeks ago. He could have taken the ball seven, seven, eight more times. I mean, the outcome may have been different. You can't have these outcomes come out differently because you wanted to do something different. You wanted to throw two more passes. You didn't want to give it to – your real knockout punch is the guy playing running back for you right now. I mean, is he not the best player on offense right now? He is. Well, saddle him up. Yeah. Give him the ball more. I agree. And best case scenario is, yeah, Jonathan Brooks gets 20 to 25 touches on Saturday. He goes for a buck 50, couple yeah. of scores, and then yeah, Texas is able to rest its starters in the fourth quarter like they right. didn't wait. Sit up. him down. Sit him down. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get you to have him break a bunch of records for breaking, you know, records, uh, you know, just for the sake of it. But dude, if that guy is getting you yards and winning you ball games, don't not give him the ball because you want to try to give a freshman an opportunity. You just, I, like I said, I think they wasted the year for B. John Robinson last year. He should have been number one in every category in the running game last year. Get uh, that fake mom from the blind side to call up Sark and tell him to run the dang ball. Wow. Yeah. She has enough things going on right now. She's trying to, she's trying to protect her son. You know what I mean? What son? Sandra Bullock? I don't know. I mean, maybe she has some real kids, but. She does. Well, not that. That's the big brother. That's the big brother there. Oh, SJ. Yes. Big brother. Yeah, he's. I mean, you know, we still haven't heard from her. I, I was. I've been waiting to hear from her publicly. Yes. Yeah, where's she? She shied away. She disappeared. The heat got hot. She couldn't stay in the kitchen. I guess she. She kind of disappeared on him. I was waiting for some statements by her. What about Tim McGraw? Any word from him? He came oh, out fake early. Dad. Fake dad. Fake <laughs> parents, man. God, I will never get over that. Sandra Bullock, Tim McGraw, horrible people. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw the movie, and I read the story. I know what happened. Uh, any other Longhorns worthy of a spot on this midseason All-America team? You did mention Kelvin Banks. 
Uh, Banks has been good this year, very good this year. He, he did have a bad game, like a weirdly bad game against Kansas. Uh, the entire offensive line kind of struggled against Rice in that first game where they gave up five sacks. So I don't have an issue with Kelvin Banks not being – I mean, there's only two. This is just a first-team All-America list. Right. So, like, it, it's – I'm not saying Kelvin Banks is having a bad year or he's a bad player or anything like that. I just – I think there are a couple of other tackles uh, across college football who have – been better years. Yeah, like – I mean, Penn State's got this kid, Olu Fashanu, oh, yeah. who's going to be a top five to ten pick next year. Uh, Oregon State's got this kid. It's a Samoan Polynesian name. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not even going to try. He's going to be a top ten, fifteen pick. Joe Alt at Notre Dame. That guy's a freaking monster. Right. Like I just uh, there there are a couple of guys. It's, it's the older small, guys. The older guys a, have been around a while. Yeah, it's a small list of uh, of tackles who might be better. Might be better than Kelvin Banks right now. But I have no uh, no issue with him not being listed as a top two tackle in football through six weeks. Anybody else? Anybody on defense? Well, if Ford didn't have that game he had two weeks ago, I would say he's definitely got to be there somewhere. He's as good as any linebacker in the country, and he probably still is. But boy, that some of the glaring things that happened to him against Oklahoma, it just it, it took away a little bit of the glitter for him, and he'd get right back into it once again. Now, he, he, I, I think he'll make the All-American team before it's all said and done, BK, before the season's out, because that guy's not going to have a game like that again where he just kind of disappears. Well, I wonder, I wonder what other teams are going to do with Jalen Ford now. Um, I, I wonder if Oklahoma found something with Jalen Ford because obviously they had a bunch of success. Dylan Gabriel shook that dude a couple of times in yeah. space, and oh, you picked him apart in the pass game too, like – Jalen Ford looked lost in coverage, which is not something we've seen. So hopefully it's just, yeah, he had a bad day, whatever. Right. He had a bad day, BK. I think he was spending so much time trying to get people lined up, young guys coming in from the secondary. As I said, I've never seen him with his head on a swivel so much before play started. They were going fast against him. He was looking back at the defense, trying to get guys lined up. He wasn't in position from the get-go a lot of times, and I think that was just a bad day for him. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's got a, a long enough track record to where, sure. you know, that that feels like the anomaly, and I wouldn't expect Jalen Ford to all of a sudden suck by any stretch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm with you. Like, I, if Texas beat Oklahoma and Jalen Ford played well, he probably finds his name on this list. But sure. I uh, because of that, he just didn't show up in Texas's only loss of the year, and that's the most recent game we've seen from him. And that's a huge game. And everybody, yeah, everybody watched that game. Uh, he shouldn't be there. You know who is on that list at linebacker? The guy from Oklahoma, the T-shirt dude. Danny Stutzman. Come we on. It, we said it going into the game. He's playing at an All-American level, and he did play like an All-American against Texas. So, yeah, Danny Stutzman's good. Also, the Aggies, Edron Cooper is having a really, really good oh, year. Yeah. Leads the country in tackles for loss. Uh, he's listed as one of that the That dude is real sudden. If you watch him play, boy, oh, at, at the point of attack, he is – Nobody's moving him sideways or anything. You're going back when he hits you. Yeah, he got hurt against Tennessee and didn't come back in that game. I, that, that made a difference, I think, although the Aggies yes. offense just couldn't do anything. So that was really why they lost. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, when Edge Cooper's coming back, but that guy's very, very good. Uh, Jake says, today Barron. Today Barron's having a pretty good year. A couple of uh, interceptions for him. Maybe he's a guy worthy of that mix. I don't know. I mean, Jonathan Brooks to me is the only guy who, who like absolutely has to be there. Right. Um, I think for the most part, once again, it's just a first team all America list. Like, 
I don't know if anybody else on Texas is the best player at their position in college football right now. Maybe no, Tavondre Sweat is close. And he's actually they, – they do list honorable mentions at every position. And I just pulled this up. Uh, Tavondre Sweat is listed as an honorable mention defensive tackle. So he's in the top four, according to ESPN. He's he's maybe the guy you could make an argument for. But sure. Jonathan Brooks, to me, has been like the only Longhorn that is really like, yeah, he might be the best in the country at his position. For so, sure. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the Heisman Trophy race tomorrow, I'll give my Heisman prediction to the top five. That's that's changed up again, too. I mean, that that that's going to change up in Vegas. That's going to be this point of the year. Now it's week because you're playing unbelievable competition. So unless you're in the SEC and you got week 11 coming at you here shortly. But, yeah. you know, it's that that's going to be a weekly thing from this point on. You know, undefeated teams that were undefeated that are no longer undefeated or stay undefeated. That's that's going to be huge because the Texas quarterback is not even on the radar any longer. No, 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 no. And Caleb Williams is no longer your favorite. No. We'll see if he's your favorite tomorrow. No. But Vegas, uh, yeah, after the loss at Notre Dame, he threw three picks in that game. That was an ugly showing by him and an ugly showing by everybody at USC. Uh, yeah, Caleb Williams moving down the list a little bit. But we'll give you the updated Heisman odds tomorrow. And the Buck will give but you I'll say this, BK, the deal that's going to happen with these quarterbacks is – from a pro standpoint, even a guy like Sam Hartman, I mean, at Notre Dame, you may not think he's going to be in the Heisman race, but he's going to be the, on the eyes of pro scouts, you know, because he, he even though he had a, a bad, you know, week against Ohio State, last week he came back. I mean, he looks good. He still looks good. He's not going to have where you see two or three games where that guy's throwing pick, getting, getting picked off and stuff. He's a legitimate NFL-type quarterback for, for, for anybody. He's good. Yeah, I think it's a race for number three in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL draft, right? Caleb Williams is still obviously number one. I think Drake May at North Carolina is obviously number two. Um, Yeah, I wonder, you know, there's a number of guys. Hartman's one of them. Now Jordan's undefeated, you know. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis, sorry. Travis Jordan. Michael Penix, obviously a Washington, who is the Heisman favorite right now in Vegas, like – those guys uh, all sort of in that conversation. It's it's supposed to be a pretty good QB class. J.J. McCarthy, too, at Michigan. Don't Look out for out. Dylan Gabriel. Watch out just because of the team that he's on. Yeah. Gabriel, his- Gabriel's not an NFL darling. Like he's, he's 5'11", but he'll be a Heisman. He's in a Heisman conversation for sure. He's not, not lefty Brock Purdy? No, nah, well, Brock Purdy went in the seventh round, so – I don't know. I don't think Gabriel's going to fall that far, but looking at some mock drafts just now, he's not in any first round. So Quinn Ewers will probably be picked higher in the draft than Dylan Gabriel will. All right, got 10 minutes left. We got an airplane story we got to get to. All right. First, a word from some sponsors, though. Altstadt Beer. And after hearing this one, you might need an Altstadt Beer. Hey, sports, the best. Altstadt. The best. That's a good commercial right there, isn't it? We're yeah, the best time of the sports calendar year, which means you need the best beer to get you through October and to get you through the fall. I mean, football's here. Baseball, playoff baseball going on. Hockey's back. Basketball's right around the corner. No better time to be a sports fan, which means there's no better time to enjoy the greatness of Altstat beer. It's at HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, wherever you go, they've got Altstat. And, hey, if you're hitting the town, maybe to watch the uh, ALCS tonight, Make sure you're asking your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, whoever, for Altstadt beer. This stuff is liquid gold. It's the only beer that I drink. I've been drinking Altstadt for years. If you've tried it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't tried it, 
man, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers you have been drinking in the past. It is Altstat beer, no impurities, no regrets. Oktoberfest. We are Oktoberfest. We're all over it up in Fredericksburg oh. at their at their at their headquarters. Wow. Yep. Man, what a place. What a big celebration going on this weekend, too, as part of Oktoberfest. Get out there if you're looking for something to do here in Central Texas. Now, if you need the best dentist in town, uh, you need to talk to Dr. Greg Eckert for sure. Uh, He and his all-star group professionals do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work, like these beautiful chiclets right here. See? See that smile? Yeah. You like to have that smile where you can in only two visits. If you want to give Dr. Greg Eckert a call today at 512-345-3166. Now, he's doing general dentistry, too. If you've got a problem with the tooth uh, or you want to have your teeth whitening, you need the extraction, Dr. Eckert can do that, too. Tooth loss solutions. How about dental implants? How about if you don't want to spend the kind of case it costs to have these beauties? Because, see, these these are well worth it, too, because I got that smile that I've been looking for, that Denzel look, without having the Denzel wallet. You know what I mean? But that's all right. As long as I got the smile, I'm a rich man inside. How you like that? How you like that? How does that feel? Does that feel good? Boo. Give him a call today at 512-345-3166. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants. He'll turn the frown upside down in just one day. And folks, you got that dental insurance. Let's start to get, you know, loosen up the wallet. Get that, get that card out of that wallet and start making appointments with Dr. Eckert as soon as possible. Don't get till December, the last couple of weeks in December, and say, you know what? I've got a problem with my tooth. I want to get that fixed now before the new year using my dental insurance. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So you don't want to lose it. You want to make sure your dental health is fantastic. And Dr. Eckers is going to help you. Once again, 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. All right, Buck. I'm just going to read this story for you. And we've got a picture. Unfortunately, no videos for this airplane story. But we've got okay. ourselves another airplane story. And it's very similar to the airplane story that led us to this video. Remember that one? Was that the sharding? That was the shitting. It wasn't just sharding. <laughs> that was full it's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's worse than what Jordan Alvarez is dealing with right now. In Houston. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. That was a, a disaster. Well, we've got another story involving... Bowel movements on an airplane. Here we go from the New York Post. Frustrated passengers on board a budget airline were groaning in unison when their flight to London was postponed for a third time, this time because someone had defecated all over the bathroom floor. A quote from the pilot, we're now going to get everyone off and organize hotels, then we'll fly back tomorrow morning, end quote. The announcement came after this flight had already faced a number of different delays. It was scheduled to depart from a small island, the Spanish island of Tenerife. It's going to London. So basically Spain to London is where this flight was supposed to go. You know how I feel about Spain. You know how I feel about my flights to Spain. So, Mm. yes. This one was going to London from Spain. Does that change anything? No, it doesn't change a thing. Clean that shit up and let's roll. I don't understand why you're putting people in hotels. I stayed at the Atlanta airport overnight in a chair. Nobody offered me a hotel room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's well, ridiculous. That's because you didn't have shit on your plane. You just had nut cheese. You know what? I, <laughs> let me just say this. I would have volunteered to go in there and clean that shit up 
if we could have kept on going. I wouldn't have had canceling. What are you kids never do? People never had babies. You never had kids before. You never cleaned up shit before. Get yourself in there. Get on your knees and clean that shit up. I don't need to stay overnight somewhere because somebody shit on the. By the way, who shit on the floor? That's what I want. I want the detectives, airline cus, every airline security, find out who went in there and shit on the floor. That no first of all, that's what we got to do. Somebody's going to give it away with a smile or or a grin or something. <laughs> Clean it up. Let's move along. So here's know. a picture. This is obviously not the bathroom. This is just uh, you know some of the aisle of the airplane itself. But not only did that passenger crap all over the floor, they also decided to leave a mess with toilet paper and just brought a bunch of it out and threw it all over the middle of the airplane. So that's the picture you get. Kind so of we know who the passenger is. We know the passenger. Yeah, we they don't. They should go to like, prison. They should go to prison for that for shitting on the floor intentionally yes that's a prison sentence yeah if you do something that causes a flight to get canceled or postponed like that then, yeah at least a hefty fine there's got to be some sort of punishment for that and then yeah so that's the paper trail that this guy left leaving the bathroom so he just thought if it'd you be told funny. me i had to pick that up in order to fly i'll pick that up with my teeth and let's go oh. come on you're going to eat shit? <laughs> I didn't say I would eat shit. I said if, it, if need be, if you said I had to go down there with my teeth, get those 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 pieces of paper up, and oh. then we could move on, then I'm the, everybody's going to stand up and go, "What? look at that guy. What a guy. They'd be like, kick this guy off the plane, too. He's eating <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's just cleaning up. That's all. We, 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 we think far too much of ourselves, the fact that we can't, clean up shit. I don't care if even it's somebody else's to move along in life. Come on. We've done Everybody's done worse. Some, Man. everybody, most of the people on that plane have done worse than to go in the bathroom and clean shit up so they could keep on going. Oh no. What they did is, Oh, male. Hey, male servant, somebody shit in the bathroom. I can't do this male servant. I'm not going to be able to do this. Can I get a hotel room? Grow up, clean the shit up and let's go. Well, I don't know if, it was the passengers who decided this. It sounds like it was the captain. Oh, that guy again. Yeah. They got it. They named captain. They, they decided to give him a couple of stripes and say, hey, you're officially the captain because you can fly the plane. You're not the general. You're not the corporal. We're going to name you the captain. Yeah, this is not is. a ship. Hey there, matey. This isn't a ship. It's a plane. You can be the lieutenant and fly the plane. But somebody happened to give you the captain's badge? No, captain. You say no to it. Say, I need volunteers. You know what a good captain would do? Give me a couple volunteers to go in there and clean that shit up. Hell right? The, the guy who did it should have to clean it up. Well, if they've got that person, they should have used him for grabbing him by the legs and made him a vacuum cleaner and told him over his mouth and just run him up and down in there and got that stuff out of there. There's got to be a penalty for that. What is your infatuation with eating crap? No, I'm not infatuated, but people that if they if they if they if their little finger got touched by it, that's it. You know, now they've got to wear a face mask or something because they touched their hand. Come on, let's let's move along here. There's yeah, worse things. I put my hands in the worst shit there is in the world. Cat shit. I've hit cat shit with my hands. Now, my hand no gloves, went, no bag. No, no, I'm a gardener. Sometimes the cats get out there and they find a spot and they, they hit it. And I'm in there because, I, you know, when I garden, I don't use gloves. 
I like to put my hand in Mother Earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's different than putting your hand on someone's shit, dude. Oh, what, a cat shit? Cat shit is worse than human shit. I don't know. This guy crapped all over the floor in the laboratory. The smell, too. You can't fly with that smell. Don't hit a thing of cat shit. You want to smell something. Oh, man. I'm telling you, uh, I know about shit, okay? You need to understand that. I'm a, I'm a shit sewer. I mean, I understand about <laughs> shit, but that's not enough to stop. Pl- Why are we stopping planes for these things? Why are we spending thousands of dollars to put people in hotel rooms over over something that could be cleaned up in 15 minutes? Where's that vanilla spray at? The vanilla Lysol. Get that on there and let's go. I might have to make that a drop. I know about shit. I'm a shit sewer. <laughs> That might be a drop for everybody to use at some point. You need God, to, you, you, in order to get a plane going, you would go in there. I got a feeling that you go in there with a little spray bottle and say, I don't need to spend the night and I'll leave tomorrow. I got a feeling if you knew we could go in 15 minutes, BK, you'd be there on your knees cleaning up the shit so we could go. Give me a snake over shit on the plane. <laughs> really? You rather yep. have snakes on a plane? No. I'd rather have shit everywhere than snakes on a plane. No, thank you. I'm going to say the majority of people that listen to us and are seeing this would say, I would rather have shit than snakes on the plane. Well, let's ask our guys. Let's ask Rodney. Let's ask Wags. I don't know if y'all heard any of these shenanigans. How is the transition always shit related? Yeah, we we, we get a lot of shit before we get on to this show. This is starting to turn into the shitty deliverance show. Listen, what would you rather have, Wags? Snakes on the plane? Or have somebody clean that shit up in 15 minutes and we can move along. <laughs> I'll kill a snake. Give, snake? give, me, give me the snake. I'll really? kill the snake easy. There you I'll go. Hey, Rodney, what about you? You're, you? you're a traveler. You need to get to a place. You don't need to spend another night at an airport. No. Huh? Dude. Snakes, I, I'm scared of snakes, man. Um, I can I can handle snakes. I can't shit. do I can't handle a, a, a plane ride full of shit. I, I carry can't a do mask. It. I carry a mask. There you I'm go, Rodney. Hey, hey, BK. Okay, so so something y'all were talking about a while ago. And look, I always have props. This is a glove. So there you're you going go. in today. Oh, Thank man. you, OJ. <laughs> the worst. The if the worst glove don't fit, you all full of shit. The, the, well, uh, full disclosure, I have these gloves because I barbecue a lot. But there you go. So, so the worst part is before, because this happened to me two months ago. I had to get my thing checked down there. They, they do that. Oh. Yeah, he puts it on and he's like. Start BK, hey, BK's going you today. In there, real deep, like don't you? BK, BK's yeah. going today, y'all. I know, I know. Yeah. When he wait, goes wait, like that, you're getting he does wait that. Wait a second, BK, you're getting, uh, you're getting it done. No, like, I don't think so. I think I'm too young, but I am going. I was to gonna say, like, I haven't even got it done yet. Holy shit! <laughs> so uh, so when, when he when he snaps that BK, then he's yeah. like, okay, you have to cough, and you're like. <laughs> i'm gonna volunteer for it today wags and, and tell me this wags back in the day ronnie when you went to get that physical remember the the underneath the the, the nut area when it's it says turns highways and cough that was it that's that's, a, that's all you had to do right i never you know, had anything stuck up my ass <laughs> what is the deal today what is this full they got to go the full monty with you now and here's BK the thing says, when, bk says he's gonna spread eagle and enjoy it he's gonna receive it I got. I gotta he go. Says, my Give me seven receptions for a buck seventeen. Let me get in there. I have a good one, boys. My appointment's in ten minutes, guys. I gotta boost. 